warning, pop culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop culture leftovers typically has a long run time as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cock thistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle pop culture leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest, if you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy. Episode 302. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and it's all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over. Counterculture push over. Pop culture. Leftover. And uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftover. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Uh, Morty, get over here. We gotta do a pop culture leftovers intro. What are you talking about, Rick? I'm really worried. Is our show going off the air? No, of course not, Morty. Don't be an idiot. It's just that... It's just... That show sucks, Rick. Don't worry about that, Morty. Uh, They couldn't even afford the real voice actors, Morty. Anyway... Wubba-lubba-dub-dub, or whatever the fuck we say. And, uh, Plumbus, Mr. Poopy Butthole, Dr. Clip-Clop, uh, Rick and Morty stuff. So, uh, enjoy this episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. Hope you like shit. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the leftovers. leftovers. That was the best one you've ever done, Jake. Yeah, I don't even know what I did differently. Oh my god, you didn't do it fast, you didn't do it like, uh, this weird pause, you didn't enunciate, overly yeah, enunciate. I, you know, I was just on autopilot that one, I think. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah. It, you need All to right, shut, I'll just shut it off. You I'll think start. too much. You think too much when we're doing it. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like the, the first thing that we do in the show. It's literally the first thing that we do in the show. And I would like to say that 75% of the time you fuck it up. And I, you know, I'm like, I, as much as I love to argue, I can't even argue. <laughs> so, I mean, That's, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, man. But you, you, you fucking killed it this time, man. That was good. All right. All right. I'll take it. it sucks. I can't even barely remember doing it. I was, <laughs> I know you're going to have to go back. I don't know and, what I did. You're going to have to go back and listen and just be like, Oh my God. Cause that was, sir, that was a, that was masterful. I felt like I was watching like one of Ron Howard's master classes on how to become a director, you know? <laughs> And Jake, you just you just laid that shit out there, man. It was awesome. Jeez. Well, now that I peaked on that, get ready for the I know. downturn. Yeah, next week it's all gonna be like uh, and we're another division. Let me say it real fast at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it was a solid impersonation. Yeah, it was pretty good. I've been working on it. You know, we're not alone this week. Um we uh we have uh what what do you like to go by? What do you what do you want to go by on this thing, man? You're like you're made up of like online. You're made up of three names. Did you want to go by all three? Oh, we can go by just one. My name's Ray. 
All right, we're just Ray, gonna go. Last name is Price. All right, Ray Price. We're gonna go straight Ray Price. There we go. Welcome, Ray. You were on three hundred. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, I'm sure everyone remembers those classic Ray moments from episode three hundred. Probably wasn't many moments that were classic. <laughs> I, I didn't really leave too much of an impression, guys. Honestly, <laughs> guys, it's like we had so many fucking people on that thing. I can't keep everybody straight. Everybody, it was nuts, wasn't it, Jake? It was just, yeah. It was, it was, it was great. I loved it. I loved the rotating guest thing on the hundredth episodes. Yeah, I love doing it too. Yeah, we were supposed to have uh, Rebecca on this week. Rebecca uh, got got sick, and so she couldn't be on. Uh, Ray, you were always scheduled to be on, but Rebecca got sick, and then uh, we were going to have somebody, another guy on, and then he he sent me a message today, like I can't make it. So, Ray, it's it's you. It's just okay. you. Like if you suck. You're just 100% exposed like a pedophile flasher at a school playground or something, man. It's going to be, it's yeah. Gonna, yeah, it's going to be, don't, are you nervous? Are you good? You feeling good? I mean, it, it depends. Are you going to send the leftover army after me if I suck or something? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't do that. Uh, they'll, 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 yeah, no, they'll probably come after you themselves. They're but, a completely rogue army. We have no yeah, control over yeah, them zero. anymore. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Well, I'll try to do my best not to suck too bad. So yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very confident. That wasn't very confident. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jake. Honestly, I don't know if I'm very confident either about that. So I mean, hey, we'll, we'll just wing it here. You know. Uh, I guess no matter how bad you do, it's better than two people that just pushed out. Oh, I know. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you get you get that commitment, Jake. You know what I mean. You get that commitment. <laughs> Rebecca's feeling yeah. awful right now. I'm just fucking with you. It's like being ghosted, right? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit like being ghosted. Yeah, you know, I, I I had I had dreams for this episode. You know. Yeah, yeah, all of them. They're like they're like our babies. Uh huh. You know, you have one episode in your head, and you're like, "This is the episode. This is the." I have cultivated this episode. This is what we're gonna, and then, then, uh, poof, it's gone. You lose, you lose one of those special voices, Jake, and it changes. Yeah, it the, makes me, it makes me want to rethink the baby, uh, metaphor. I'm taking that back. It's not like that at all. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, next thing you know, you're just, you're stuck with Ray, you know? That's what my wife says all the time. So I'm just stuck with you. It's like, yeah, I guess we're just stuck with each other, aren't we, huh? Yeah, I'm fucking so, with hey. you. I'm fucking with you, Ray. Guys, we got to Hey, Ray, shut up. Um, (laughs) 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 We got an email, and this one comes from uh, Yaden Sturdivant, our buddy Yaden Sturdivant over at the, uh, um, oh, my God, I'm blanking. (laughs) Talks on docs. Thank you. I was thinking talking docs. Let's talk (laughs) on. Let's talk on docs. Then I, then, doc? then I started thinking, what's up, doc? I was like, what is the name of this podcast? What is it, What is it, Jake? Doc on cock. <laughs> Docking cocks. I can't, we said so many weird names, I can't remember what it's really called, it's called anymore either now. Talks on docs. It's a documentary podcast. <laughs> Docking cocks. Um, <laughs> Docking cocks. 
And, you know, a porno. Well, you know, a video you, podcast. You know what docking is? It's when it's when two yeah. penises are are when two penises get pushed up against one another. That's docking. Yes, that's why my laugh went so high pitched <laughs> because I knew what it was. That's what docking is. The more you know, kids. That little star. Yeah. I got an email here from Yaden. Hey, Jake and Brian. I literally just listened to the section of episode 301 where you talked about Bill Hader and his anxiety issues. I immediately had to pull off the road and watch the video from Bill Hader and write this email. I, too, watched the the video just uh, in case people were wondering. It goes on to say, first, thank you guys for sharing all that you did on your personal struggles with anxiety. It truly means a lot to me and probably to a lot of your listeners as well. I personally share a lot of the same anxiety issues. Some days it takes a lot for me to walk out into the world. I'd rather hide away in my house and speak to no one. As embarrassing as it is, I've been to the point where I have had to have friends and family personally escort me out of shopping centers because I was so overcome with anxiety. Brian, I also share the same reoccurring dream of losing all my teeth, too. Weird, right? It's not weird. I've, I've had that dream ever since I was a kid. And then last week I talked about the dream where I have, like, where I'm, like, I just, I'm in the backseat of a car. And did I talk about that last week? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I compared it to the Karma Police video. Yeah, I'm in the backseat of the car and the car is just driving and sometimes I make it to the, sometimes I make it to the, um, the wheel and sometimes I can pull over and, but most of the time, like, even if I make it there, um, I have the car's out of control. It's, yeah, it's a weird dream. Uh, anxiety, anxiety is fairly new to me. I didn't have anxiety at all until I, uh, killed two suspects as a police officer. In October 2016, I fought a guy for four point, uh, four and a half minutes. And the second I got handcuffs on him, he died in my arms from the fight. Exactly one year later to the day, I had to shoot and kill a man in October 2017. He exited the apartment with a shotgun and leveled off the shotgun to shoot me and my training officer. Um, Ever since these two events, I have deeply struggled with post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, and anxiety. I had to medically retire from police work and take Prozac indefinitely. It took me just about a year to come to a point of some normalcy. Other than my wife and kids, the only other things that continuously got me through dark times of post-traumatic stress disorder is listening to and laughing with the PCL family and running my own podcast, which you both have been a tremendous help with. As weird as it might sound, running a podcast is very therapeutic for me. Thanks again, guys, for all you do. There are many of us out there that greatly appreciate your honesty and openness on the podcast. You are more than welcome to share all this email on the podcast. So, oh man, I'm glad I, I mean, I knew, I had, I had already read it. So, but thank you, Yaden. Yeah, please do not read this email. Oh, I know. Oh God, I would have been like, okay, edit. Yeah. Thank you, Yaden, for sharing that. I know that you had gone through a lot, man. And, um, I don't know. I've, Anxiety is one of those things you never know when it's going to hit you. I've I've been fortunate enough. I haven't been hit with an anxiety attack in quite a while, which is fantastic. But a lot of that comes from, you know, changing some lifestyle habits and things like that that I've done recently. And I feel like that's been like a huge help. So um, and it's one of those things where it I, it's very cool that you opened up about it. I personally had a really hard time opening up about it while it was really going on when it was in. Well, it was really heavily going on. There was a stretch of a, a long time, months, where I wouldn't leave the house. Um, 
I would sleep 12 hours a day. I'd get off work and go right to bed because I didn't want to live in the reality that I was living, that I was dealing with, the feelings that I was dealing with. I didn't want to deal with them. So it was just easier to go to bed and go to sleep. And if I woke up, I, and I, I would try to go back to bed. Like I just, that's just how it was for a long time, nearly two years. And, um, so, but, um, yeah, if people are going through this kind of stuff, like reach out to, reach out to somebody, see if you can get some help. Um, and, uh, for sure, man, my heart goes out to sturdy. I mean, I, yeah. I go through retail hell and I get anxiety. I can't imagine doing the job he does and, you know, having some of those experiences that he described in that email and how I would personally deal with that kind of like, I don't think I could sleep at night Mm -hmm. after getting into a gun down situation and taking a man's life. You know, I don't know if I have the personal strength. I know not just blow up from anxiety from doing that. So my, my heart goes out to him. Well, I know a lot of people aren't fans of the police and things like that, but, Yaden is a good guy. I mean, he's got all of his children. He's got six children, all of which have been adopted, a beautiful blended family. And he's just a great guy. And I'm just happy to see him coping with everything. And for sure, you know, like, cause everything that he's dealing with, you know, PTSD, depression, anxiety, these are all things that can eventually lead to suicidal thoughts. Um, and it doesn't matter if you have a family and a people around you it really it's up to you and it sounds like he's doing he's doing the right things and um it's very cool it's very cool did you have something yeah, to say Ray? yeah um my daughter she um suffers from anxiety and um we'll go out sometimes and she'll look at me like dad i you know if there's a lot of crowded people at the mall or something she'll look at me like dad i i just feel weird or something right now i'm like you know come here i'll you know I'll, I'll, I'll grab her arm or something. I'll try to talk her through it a little bit. And it just, it helps get her mind off of things. But yeah, it's tough, you know, um, especially for when, when, you know, she's a young child and stuff. So it's tough for her to deal with that. I can look at her sometimes and just tell her like, Hey, you know, things would be okay. You know, just yeah, hang in there, you know, I'm with you, you know, I'm, but Yaden, you know, thank you for your, yeah. your previous service as a police officer, Yaden, you know, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think like, I think, a lot kind of just you can change i think chemically we're all different chemically in our brains and i think we can do some of the things to change how we are chemically um you know i've been on medication but i think like some of the best medication i've ever been on has been proper diet getting out in the sun getting that vitamin d and then getting the exercise to like get the endorphins going some of that is like the best kind of healing that you can have. Um, I don't think that you can just sit around and I'm not saying these are bad things, but I, I just don't think that you can sit around watching TV and playing video games all day and taking some sort of an antidepressant and expect everything to just fix itself. I, I mean, there's certain things that I think, and I'm not a doctor here. I'm just saying what works for me and I think that, uh, you know, make, you know, start with one thing. You don't have to do it all. You know what I mean? You don't have to do it all right away. Just start with one thing. Just be like, yeah, I'm going to get some fucking sun today. I'm going to go on a walk, get some fucking vitamin D. Next, you know, yeah, oh, yeah shit. Now there's you're, something you're, to be said yeah. about treating yourself right. That's for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you start doing that, you're going you're gonna to start caring a little bit more about yourself. You're going to, you know, you, you might feel some changes. You might care a little bit more about yourself. And, uh, 
I mean, it might change your whole outlook on yourself. You might start to love yourself, you know, which is, I think, a, a thing that a lot of people have a problem with. I, I have a problem with that. And uh, I'm starting to fall back in love with myself because for years, um, you know, I, I don't know. I just, the, the childhood that I had, I didn't come from a loving, my, my parents showed affection in different ways. They just bought me shit. Mom never gave me hugs and shit like that. So yeah, it's, yeah. Ooh, poor Brian. Yeah. But you know, it's just, it's like, that's how I'm, but I think, I think it all, I think you can, we can change. It doesn't matter how you were raised. We can, we can change these things if we just start to take care of ourselves and love ourselves. Cause if we can't do that, then nobody else, I mean, nobody else can. So I, what the fuck do I, I'm not Dr. Phil. What the fuck do I know, Jake? Huh? Did I sound like I went a little Jerry Springer there at the end when I said uh, take care of each other and take care of yourselves, right? Yeah, I was kind of waiting for like the cut to commercial music. There. No shit. We're on the same page. There. It's fucked up, dude. It's fucked up because like that whole show, he would just have fucking people throwing weaves at each other and throwing fists and and all this shit and people ripping their boots off and throwing them and shit. And then at the end, he'd have, like, this beautiful speech. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. You've been you've been shoving trash down our throats this, for the past 45 fucking minutes. And now you're going to give up here, get up here and act like you're giving a valedictorian speech. Uh, I'm not going to lie. The speech at the end was always one of my favorite parts. I mean, there'd be some episodes where I was just, like, in such anticipation of how he was going to, like, make this sound like a touching yeah. Hallmark moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I got, I can't lie. I used to watch it all the fucking time, though. No, yeah. One of my family members got the uh, too hot for TV VHS tape, and I remember just being oh, so sweet. excited that I was going to know someone that had that. Oh wow, Jake was just like, I'm in the vicinity of someone that owns that. <laughs> <laughs> is he still? Is he still new episodes? Gary? No, he got canceled like a know. year, year okay. and a half ago. Yeah, I used to watch him, then I used to watch a spinoff, Steve Wilkos, his fucking bodyguard security guy got his own fucking I, show. I never saw an episode. Oh, I used to love Wilkos. He used to, he used to, he was different than Springer. He'd just get mad at people, and he, when he got mad at it, he'd go, get off my stage! Get off my stage! Is what he'd say. I, he's like, I've been listening to you. Talk ill about your mom for the past 20 minutes. You make me sick. Get off my stage. That was, the that barbershop was... I get my haircut at, they have uh, the Steve Wilco show on all the time. Every time I get my fucking haircut. And I, I'm thought, like, I thought you were going to say he goes it? to that barbershop. And I was <laughs> I like, I thought he was going to say his picture was on the wall or some shit. But he's bald. So it's like, why would he even <laughs> go to that barbershop? Anyway, get a head waxing. Yeah, I don't know. We had an iTunes review, Jake, and then like all of a sudden, like it's not on iTunes anymore, so it's gone. So, <laughs> so we don't have any this week now. Oh, I don't know. What we had fuck? one. It's gone now. I don't know. Maybe I guess I'll just have to fucking listen to Offspring on my own free time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do sound a little like Offspring, don't they? They're not. Uh, it's not Offspring. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, a small announcement here. Uh, not going to have a new episode. Uh, I'm not going to be recording a new episode on October 26th. So you're not going to get a new episode on that following Sunday, which would be October 27th. So I'm letting you know about a month early 
That way, you know. And then I'll remind everybody the week before. But you're not getting an episode on that week because I will be on vacation. I will be in Florida enjoying Hollywood Horror Nights and uh, with uh, Mr. Scott Schutte in the yard. And so I will not be recording an episode. And Jake's like, I, I'm not doing it. That's what you yeah, told me. Exactly right. Exactly <laughs> right. So yeah, you have a month. Yeah. So start start finding some other podcast. Right. Get ready. There's yeah. plenty of them out there. There's tons Lots of, of our them. listeners have really great podcasts too. Yeah. There's tons of them out there. Just I don't know, man. Just fucking do a podcast roulette where you just fucking go on Apple Podcasts and you just fucking wherever your finger lands, just listen to that fucking thing. Don't matter. What are we going to do without you guys for a whole week or so? Oh, you know? Jesus. I mean, who, who else puts out content like you, Brian? Jesus Christ, Ray. What are you going to do? <laughs> you could just go five years back now. We've, we've been doing it yeah, long enough that's that true. you can do the old five. Have you, have you ever listened to every episode? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, go back and listen to the early ones. Jake, you were listening to the Lone Ranger episode. I was. I was. I listened to about the first 45 minutes of it today. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. It's pretty terrible. Oh my god, those early episodes, man. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, the first season of like a really, you know, like a show that turned around, you know? Like maybe the- Yeah, yeah. Maybe like it's the- a miracle we didn't get canceled. Yeah, like that first season of Seinfeld, which like, it was good, but it wasn't great, right? Yeah, first season of Parks and Rec is very much that too. Same thing with The Office, since it was basically like the, they just redid the British version before they did like their own thing. Yeah, I'd agree the first six episodes of The Office are the worst six episodes of The Office. That's what I started. Because I'd already watched the British version, and I was like, this show's great. I love it. I love Stephen Merchant. And I was just like, yeah. you know. And then I just, then I tried the American one. I was like, ah, he's the same. So I just dropped off after like an episode or something. Yeah. Oh, it, The Office is definitely I know. one of my favorite everybody says it's ever. It's, uh, everybody says it's great. It's beloved. I just haven't. Maybe one of yeah, I days. honestly I'm more shocked that you haven't watched Parks and Rec than The Office. I don't know. I've just I haven't watched a lot of NBC since uh Seinfeld. Yeah, when Friends and Seinfeld left, you were like, fuck this shit. Oh no, that Frasier. I was rocking some Frasier up until about two thousand and five or four or whenever he went off the air. Yeah, I'm not I was trying to ask Michelle if she had favorite episodes of all these popular sitcoms and it was definitely something she hadn't thought about. I, is that? Do you have favorite? Like, do you have a favorite Cheers episode? A favorite Seinfeld episode? Do you? Yeah, I'm sure I do. It's just like you're catching me at a time where I haven't had. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the. Same I love thing. the the Frasier episode where he has to give a speech in front of people, and I think he's supposed to be reading the speech in like Austrian or something like that. I can't remember, and this kid switches out his speech and it's all in Klingon. So when he which is a real language. Like you can actually you know yeah. Oh, yeah. read they, and write did the real dialect. But yeah, I just find it interesting that with a drama I can instantly tell you my favorite episode, like a Game of Thrones, a Lost, a Leftovers, like you boom, 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 just with, you know, right there. Yeah. But with like the sitcoms, I'm like, Ooh, uh, you know, my favorite episode of King of the Hill is the, I know King of the Hill, right? But my favorite episode of King of the Hill is the one where Hank <laughs> dances with his dog, Ladybird. He find you know how people dance with their dogs? Yeah. 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 There's an episode where 
Hank loves this dog, Ladybird, and he dances with this dog, and it is the funniest fucking thing ever. It is so funny. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd have to think about some of them, because, uh. Yeah, I, it, I just, it just seems like with comedies, though, it's like more of a vague thing than with, with your serial dramas, where they just kind of more sticks out, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's different for everybody. I'm sure there's some people that are just, that's all they do watch is like, you know, sitcoms and yeah. things like that. They'll tell you their favorite Designing Women episode, like in 2.5 seconds. Oh my God, Designing wow. Women. Designing Women. That shit just got back, uh, is on Hulu now. Dixie, I watched the pilot a few weeks ago. Dixie Carter, Annie Potts, Gene Smart. Who else? Who else was, uh, uh, what's her name? She's married, she's married to Major Dad. What's her name? Oh, uh, Delta right. Burke. Delta Burke! Delta Burke. <laughs> it's a great show, man. I forgot how much, uh, I loved Annie Potts in that show. Annie Potts is great. The whole cast was fantastic. I, I just, it went kind of downhill after Delta Brooke left and who else? It was, uh, Delta Brooke and then, uh, Dixie Carter. Didn't they both leave? And then they brought in, the the lady from Saturday Night Live did they bring in Jan Hooks? Oh, that's right. Gosh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're correct. I, I haven't watched these episodes since I was a kid. It was yeah, like one of my favorite too. shows when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I was a big fan of Designing Women as well. Yeah. Yeah. Empty Nest. Designing empty women. Nest. Oh, Empty Nest. I love the the, the uh, sleazy neighbor guy. <laughs> he was so, he, he was so, him and John Larroquette play great sleazeballs, don't they? Dan from Night Court. Yeah, yeah. I just saw him in something recently. I was shocked. I can't remember what it was right now. Uh, Dan was just a, Dan from Night Court was just like a human, like, hormone. He was just like. I may have learned what sex was from Dan from Night Court. Dan from Night Court was just a walking <laughs> boner. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like, just like a six foot tall erect penis with like arms. Yeah, the uh, the thing I always remember from a kid is when they were trying to figure out who was grabbing women's asses, and they like did some like ink thing or whatever, and then Dan's hand they cut to Dan, yes. and his hands are completely red. That was I remember that one. Oh man, classic sitcom plottery there. I know. Oh man, fucking uh, what's his name? Harry. Yeah, what was his name? What was his name? Harry Anderson. Harry Anderson. Life. Yeah, he was on. Uh, he he did a bunch of Cheers episodes too. Yeah, he was in the original It. That's true. Yeah, him and uh, child actor Jonathan Brandis. Yeah, yeah. John Ritter was in that too. Seth Green. Yeah, there's a lot of good people in that. For how bad it is. Oh, John Ritter, rest in peace. Yeah. Have you ever seen his Buffy episode? I don't. I never watched Buffy. Uh, it, as a John Ritter fan, it's almost a must see. He's playing like a sitcom dad robot, basically. What's that movie where he? It's about him dating. He's like a a guy in his thirties or something, and he's dating. And it was a rated R movie. It was on HBO all the time. But there's a scene where he's going into a room, and the lights are off, and he's going to have sex with a woman, and he's wearing a glow in the dark condom. And there's another guy in the room, and all you see is two glowing dicks in the room. <laughs> and then he ends up having, like, sex with, like, one of the women that were one of the American gladiators. Like, she's, like, just jacked, just ripped, shredded. Hmm. I, totally, I don't know what that is. Seriously funny. Yeah, I'm not sure. Seriously funny movie. I can't remember what it's called. Somebody will IMDb it. Skin Deep? Skin Deep, Yeah. 
Yeah, I've never seen that. Oh, God. I, I was, like, probably, like, 12 or 13, and I was, like, all about sex at that time. Like, what's going on with sex? And so I was like, let's watch this movie with the guy from Three's Company. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> it's got a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, God, for me, it was 133% when I was 12. It was just a fantastic movie. Audience score 56%. How does this movie have an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, who's watching? From 1989. Who's watching Skin Deep now? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that fucking movie in over 25 years. Anyway. That's interesting. I'd, I'd watch that if it was on uh, on TV right now. Oh, Ray, you're ruining this episode. It's terrible. I, I've never watched Skin Deep. Bro. No, it's just... I've never watched it. I'm just fucking with you. No, I don't think anybody's watched Skin Deep. It was just me me and a bunch of other horny 12-year-olds <laughs> watching HBO <laughs> that are familiar with Skin Deep. I don't even remember it's the kinda- name of it. All I remember is like glowing the dark dicks and an American gladiator chick getting banged by John Ritter. It's got a crazy poster. The poster is like John Ritter walking on a tightrope, except the tightrope is like the bra- the front of a bra string. Oh, it's man. It's like a blown up woman's body on it. And it's all about sex. The whole fucking movie is about sex. It's crazy. Read the tagline because it's not in HD. There's a fine line between falling in love, mm. skin deep. <laughs> yeah, it's that bra strap, I guess, huh? There was this... Is skin de- I didn't need to do a skin deep rewatch. Is that is it streaming anywhere? <laughs> it should be on the HBO lot or HBO Now app, right? Are you sure about that? You're not just fucking teasing us. I'm taking a guess. <laughs> it was on oh, HBO. Guessing what's on the HBO app? I don't know. Yeah, I'm guess. You can't do that. Guesses. I get in trouble when I guess shit. Everybody on Twitter fucking lets me know about it. Well, I'll, I'll get in trouble for you. I'm taking a guess Skin on that Skin Deep, 1989. Let's see here. Ah, oh, it's uh, fucking, it's on Amazon Prime. There we go. I can watch Skin That's Deep hilarious. on Amazon Prime tonight. I'm wrapping the episode early. I'm watching Skin Deep. I'm in. I'm in. We'll live tweet it. We'll live. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Skin Deep live watch. I'll tell you what, we're not gonna we're not gonna record an episode on October twenty sixth. Uh, I said sex because I'm thinking about Skin Deep. <laughs> You're a method actor. <laughs> on October twenty sixth, me and Jake will just live tweet Skin Deep. Hashtag PCL Skin Deep. <laughs> Follow us. I like it the other way around. Um, hashtag Skin Deep PCL. Okay, fair enough. All Bring right. your glowing condoms. I didn't. I don't. I didn't know if that's gonna make or break the event, Jake. But I'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes you feel better. Or we can get real crazy and not even like have two P's. It can just like the deep can bleed into the skin deep oh, PCL. Oh shit! Skin Deep PCL. Oh my god! All just kind of like together. Like it's almost like the two are fucking each other. It, it seems thematically perfect. It's perfect. I love it, Jake. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for the skin deep life to eat. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be staying home for that. <laughs> <laughs> no way you'll be depressed, though. No, no, no you'll be in a good mood like that. Oh, my God. And my anxiety comes back because we're watching skin deep. <laughs> you, like, have, like, retroactive, what do they call it? Like, repressed memories oh, when yeah. you last watched it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's I, I can't believe it's it's got such low scores. I used to love that movie. 
I don't know. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I think it's going to be my first time. Pun <laughs> <laughs> intended. It will be a lot of people's first time, Jake. I'm sure. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's, let's the people that like watch like the Amazon Prime like stuff to see who's downloading and watching what. Are you like what the fuck? Seventy people watch Skin Deep today. Yeah, what's going on? Like the Amazon starts planning a Skin Deep reboot. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's interest in this Skin Deep thing. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah, 70, what is going on with Skin Deep? Like, like it's been sitting on like, you know, one to two, you know, for the. Who, who are you casting in the uh, Skin Deep remake? Uh, Charlie the, Day. The I, tra- I cast yeah. Charlie Day at everything. <laughs> Paul Rudd. Yeah. Oh, Paul yeah, Rudd would be Rudd's good. Too- Paul Rudd's too old to be in a movie like Skin Deep, I think. I, right? I guess he's probably the same age as Charlie Day, maybe. Charlie, no, Day Charlie Day's in his, like, I don't know. They're around the same age. Paul Rudd's 50, and Charlie Day's probably turning yeah. 50. Sure. Paul Rudd's, like, watching my dad try to have sex with women now at this point. Yeah, but point. Paul Rudd like, doesn't look 50. He doesn't look 50. You could say Paul Rudd. Ow, oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. He still, has, he, he still looks like a dad. Yeah, but so did John Ritter look like a fucking dad in Skin Deep. It's not like John really? Ritter. John Ritter in 1989 looks like a pretty young dude, doesn't he? Am I crazy? I Maybe the know. posters is making him look young. Okay, how old is John? How old is John? <laughs> Why are we doing this? Why are we having this conversation about <laughs> who looks younger? Nobody, nobody even ever watched Skin Deep. No, no, <laughs> one person listening to this podcast right now that has any fond memories of Skin Deep other than myself. Like this is just like self masturbation here, which I probably did that while I watched it as well. I think I'd cast Justin Timberlake in my Skin Deep remake. <laughs> You've never even seen Skin Deep, yet you're casting. <laughs> yet you're so confident with your Justin Timberlake casting. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, this coming from someone that's never seen Skin Deep. Yes, Jake, that is great job. <laughs> you sound like most of Hollywood. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I will help reboot all the movies I haven't seen. Just mm. give me a call. Yeah, what are you, are we going to hire Seth Graham Smith to write it next? Like, what's going on? They should have talked to me when they were doing the Top Gun sequel thing i would have had all the best advice jake just hired mcg to direct (laughs) i would never do that unless i like wanted the movie to fail oh man do you think he's ever you think while he's ever had sex do you ever think he's like looked at his partner and said i'm gonna find your mcg spot i think that's happened a hundred percent yeah do you think it's happened with every person he's been with I, I wouldn't say every. I bet sometimes he's like, "All right, I'm not going to do it this time." Nah, this it's uh, maybe we. Like, I, don't, I don't know. It's probably a real big crowd pleaser, and so he's fallen back on it a lot. You know what I mean? I was thinking the other way around. Like it, it got just like a negative cricket reaction this one time, and then he's been like gun shy to say it again. Well, maybe if it was the first time he said it, he probably never would have said it again. But like, I'm thinking like if it's come up multiple times, there has to be like. I don't know. Is it a regional thing? Like, it does it depend like where he's fucking in the country. Like, he found out like they like this really goes over well in Philadelphia. So, like on the East Coast, they love the McG spot joke. But you know, while I'm performing sexual intercourse on the West Coast, 
aren't so big. They're not big fans out there in L.A. They don't really like the McGee spot joke. I don't know. All this sex talk about McGee is starting to sell me on him being director of the Skin Deep remake. Now. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the team that you've put together for this Skin Deep remake. A movie, a movie that's got a thirty-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> They're like, I don't think, I don't think the world's quite yet done with Skin Deep. Yeah, McGee, Justin Timberlake. Come on, Amazon Prime. This is fucking printing money. Yeah, I don't. I don't think any podcast has ever talked this much about Skin Deep. <laughs> no, absolutely not. This is crazy. They made a Lethal Weapon remake. Well, they did a TV thing. show. Oh, yeah, TV, TV yeah. show. Okay, okay, okay. I was looking at McGee's filmography. Yeah, he probably directed some uh, TV episodes of. Uh, okay, from 2016 to 2018. Yes, the TV show. TV, yeah. Yeah. All right. Is that is that still a thing? That went like really sour. It got canceled. All kinds of. It was like cancel culture fired, right? Yeah, they had like yeah. the the guy that played uh, Martin Riggs either said something or did some Me Too shit, and who knows? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, something. Shit really was lethal. Like, yeah, he had a, his lethal penis. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know if I don't even know we're if we're probably it, laughing at some terrible it, situation. Yeah. I think it was just like he had some really like bad interactions with people on the set i don't know i don't think it was with mm. his penis i definitely remember hearing that like he got into like a fist fight with someone on set or yeah some shit. something like that yeah i don't i, I have no idea i have no I he's, he's not going to be any part of our skin deep remake i, I that, think but. i think we should i think i think we should bring him in it might be controversial no i think he's pretty toxic <laughs> <laughs> I just, keep his ass away from that. Shit. I want to let's let's thank you. Let's make a movie with all the victims <laughs> of the Me Too movement, and we'll have them all. Like we'll have Spacey. We'll have who else? Who's all these victims? We'll have Weinstein. He can't act, but we'll bring him in. And I want to get, get Aziz in there. Aziz. Yeah, we'll get them all. We'll get them all, and we'll call it the Sexpendables. <laughs> like you know, the Expendables with uh, fucking uh, Stallone, where he gets all the. Action stars together. Yeah, I thought that, for a second I thought you were trying to help all these guys out, and now you're like, you're just like, no, we're gonna make it. That worse. sounds like the Suicide Squad right there. That's exactly what it sounds like. It sounds like the, the Expendables because it's uh, it rhymes <laughs> with the Expendables because it's called the Sex Spendables. That's 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 kind of the inspiration there, Ray. Yeah. Yeah, suicide. What are they gonna do though? What's, the, what's like their? Mission? I don't know where Ray heard that I was gonna put nano bombs in their neck and have them explode, <laughs> but I guess somewhere in my tangent, Ray heard that. I did. I was like, shit. It sounds like they're they're about to commit suicide. Oh God, Ray! Shit. You're the only thing that. Oh, that's a good point. The only thing that's blowing up their dick, like make a fucking nanobot cock ring that you put on all these guys' penises, and if they and try to fucking me, if they me too again, their fucking dick blows off. But then I can't use the Sexpendables title, Jake. That's the whole. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can still use it. I, th- I don't see why these things came. No, it can't because it's like this has nothing to do with the Expendables. This is all like Suicide Squad stuff just with their penises. I gotcha. I guess I don't follow your vision here. Neither does Ray because he brought up the fucking Suicide Squad and now you're stuck on that shit too. Fuck both of you. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. The fucking Expendables, they brought in all the action stars from like the 80s and 90s that were popular. No, I, I and I'm bringing in all the fucking Me Too movement victims and, uh, and bringing them into a movie and calling it the Sex Spendables. Because they're, but what are they doing in the movie is where I get lost. Well, I was gonna, I hadn't even gone to that because motherfuckers started bringing up Suicide Squad. <laughs> Sorry, Brian, man, that, that was me. <laughs> I'm talking, I'm like, here we go, here we go. And he's like, oh, that sounds just like the Suicide Squad. What the fuck are you talking about, Ray? What are you talking about? I, I like this cock ring thing. They blow up if they do something stupid again, you know? Oh, yeah, I like they, that too. I think people would get a lot of enjoyment from you guys the movie. Have, you guys have just hijacked my fucking movie. <laughs> you say hijack, I say made better. I, I, tomato, tomato. Yeah. You don't even have a title for yours. Fuck you. I mean, you're not using, no, you're not you no, you're not using mine! You're not using mine! You're not using mine! <laughs> I just trademarked it. <laughs> I hate this episode already. It was already. really cheap because it was just a porn. I really, I, I'm not a fan of this episode. We've talked about, we've talked about Skin Deep way too long. We're, <laughs> you guys have ruined my, my movie. And I'm so curious to know what they do in your version, though. Yeah, me, me too. I don't know. Maybe they get frazzled when people fucking try to take over their script. Maybe they get frazzled when people try to take over the whole project and start introducing different elements that should not be a part of the original vision. <laughs> Maybe, maybe things get lost, you know, maybe, maybe, a, you know, maybe I had a vision. Maybe it's gone now. Maybe I don't want to share that because it doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like you guys are going to get too damn excited about whatever I have to share. Oh, Brian, throw out what you have. That way we can turn that down too. And then you're going to go back to the, I like the exploding dick bomb thing. <laughs> we haven't turned anything down. We've completely adopted the name. Oh, I, I, no, I'm a fucking, I'm a soothsayer. I can fucking see the future. I know exactly what's gonna happen. I'll tell you about my movie and you'll be like, no dick bombs. No dick bombs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dick bombs sounds so good though. It has nothing to do with sex bendables. That is a different fucking movie. They didn't have bombs in the expendable movies? They didn't have bombs in their bodies that would go off like the Suicide Squad. It's a completely yeah. – yeah, I'm sure that there were some – I'm sure that there were some explosives involved in the film, Jake. There's explosives in a lot of movies. Yeah, my movie is basically like Deadlock except with dicks. All right. I need to write this like right now. This, this, uh, sex now you're, no, now you're taking true. over the whole thing. Fuck you, Ray. You're taking over now. Now you're, now you're already taking over writing duties. I'm off the project. I've <laughs> left. Brian has left over creative differences. We'll throw that headline out there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never tell him what happened. Yeah, we'll, yeah, exactly. It'll be creative yeah. differences. That's what they always say, right? Yeah, yeah. we left on good terms. All right, let's jump into Good Pop, Bad Pop. I hate this episode is absolute <laughs> garbage. Let's jump into Good Pop, Bad Pop here. It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous weekend or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening, we'd like you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. 
If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. Alrighty, let me talk about a couple things that I watched real quick. Not going to spend too much time on them. I did watch the season premiere of Black Jesus, uh, season three. The show has been on hiatus for the past four years. I guess there were some problems, and of course, Charlie Murphy passed away, and he was a big part of the first two seasons. Um, I am going to... It was actually... They had... Uh, the first episode was supposed to premiere at like 11 Eastern, 10 Central. They had it on the app all day, so you could go to Adult Swim and you could watch it early, and so I watched it in the afternoon. I'm... I'm really enjoying it, but there is something missing, and of course, it's Charlie Murphy. Um, it's uh, this show. If you've never seen it, it's uh, Jesus Christ. It's it features Jesus Christ living in modern day Compton uh, on a mission to spread love and kindness throughout the neighborhood with his small group of followers. So it's like it's basically you've got Slink Johnson playing Black Jesus, and he curses. He dro- they drop f bombs. He fucking. Uh, they smoke weed. It's, it's a crazy fucking Compton based religion. And it is like it, each, some of the episodes are basically like a parable from the Bible, but it's so fucking funny. And the cast is absolutely fantastic. Um, they got the dude that plays the, I don't remember, I don't know the dude's name, but the guy that plays the dad from Friday. You know, the one who's always like... Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. the one who always takes the really bad shits. Yeah, he plays yeah. yeah, he plays a homeless guy in this one. And so, um, Black Jesus is absolutely incredible. If you have the Adult Swim app, just everything's there. Like, you can watch everything Adult Swim. So you can watch, like, the first two seasons. And I'm telling you, if you love Charlie Murphy, like, this is some of his best shit. Um, it's a fantastic show. I'm going to give the first episode, I am going to give the first episode a high taste it. I really enjoyed it. And I think like this season going forward can be a Tupperware, but, um, but it was just nice getting back into this whole world with all these characters that I've really come to enjoy over the past, you know, couple seasons. And it was nice four years off for them to actually come back. I thought that this show was over and done with. Um, I watched today, uh, the Between Two Ferns movie. Have you guys heard about this? The Zach Galifianakis film. Yes, yes, yes. I do know. I just googled it really quickly, and I have heard about this. I um, yeah. I I'm a big fan of Between Two Ferns, and uh, so when I saw that the movie was going to be put out on Netflix, I was intrigued. I was also a little worried. Like, to be honest with you, there's not a lot that Zach Galifianakis puts out that I don't like. I fucking loved all four seasons of Baskets. Um, I loved him on Tim and Eric, uh, and this is a fucking great movie. It's really, really good. It's only about an hour and twenty some minutes, so it's very quick. And where did you watch this at, Brian? It's Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Okay. Um, yeah, it's on Netflix. So, yeah, he basically he uh, is tasked with continuing to do between two ferns but he has to take the show on the road and in order for him to get his own late night talk show on an actual network he has to record i think he said like 10 or 20 shows in two weeks that's the deal that he works out with will ferrell and if he if he does it he gets his own show on the lifetime network and he says i'm a straight white he goes i'm a straight white male i think it's about time you know or something like we're 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 due we're due and something and it was really funny but 
I, this is a fucking, if you love Zach Galifianakis, if you love Between Two Ferns, um, you know, the funnier die sketches that are thrown up online, you will absolutely love this. It's really good. It moves really quickly. Um, the story itself is actually very funny. And then of course, all the interviews that he does, he interviews a ton of people, a lot of A-listers. He's got Matthew McConaughey, Brie Larson, um, I'm trying, John Hamm, uh, he's got Chance the Rapper, so many different people. Like, when he first has Matthew McConaughey on, he goes, all right, all right, all right. And he's like, oh, I'm so- <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not the punchline, guys. He goes, all right, all right, all right. Oh, I was just looking at the box office returns for your last three films. All right, all right, all right. All right, um, so I got Matthew McConaughey, and he can't pronounce his name. It's just... It's holy shit. It's so funny. It's so fucking funny. Um I was just cracking up. And some of the best parts of this movie are actually the outtakes that they show during the end credits. Like I was laughing so hard out loud at the uh end credits um with some of the outtakes and stuff like that. Like he he doesn't break a lot, but when he does break, it is so funny. Like sometimes he'll say something so mean that he can't believe he said it and he just starts to, to laugh and it's absolutely hilarious. So I would highly recommend watching Between Two Ferns, the movie on Netflix if you're a fan of Zach Galifianakis or the videos. Um, I've got a lot more to talk about, but I will go ahead and pass it off to Ray. What do you have? Um, I watched the unbelievable Netflix original series. Did any of you guys watch that yet? I've heard about it. Yeah, same, same. Michelle's actually watched it already. I've watched the first two episodes. Um, yeah, it just, I believe it just came out this week. Um, oh my. Um, you guys know anything about it? Or, you know, heard, heard anything about it? And I briefly know it? what it's about, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not the, dying to like jump into like what I've heard about yeah. it. <laughs> like it's true hard, story. Yeah, it's a true story um, about this girl named Marie, and um, she basically what happens is she 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 got raped and you know she called the police the next day, and they're doing an investigation to see what happened. But throughout the first episode, they're figuring out like, is she really? Did this really happen to this girl? Did it really not happen to her? And then you go through the struggles of what, um, what's going on in her mind, how a rape victim pretty much takes the information, that, you know, takes all this in and how she feels about this. I was watching this with my wife, um, first two episodes I watched with her, and um, a lot of scenes were really hard to watch. Um, because they seem, there, there's a couple scenes where they, they, they actually repeat the, the situation. I believe it's an R rating on Netflix, but they actually show the the incident multiple times throughout the first episode and mm. a couple times I, I was looking I'm like I, I, I don't want to watch this again but I mm. know why they do that because she's seen it and they're, they're showing you through her mind the, 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 the uh, main character Marie they're showing you how she's continuously seeing this in her mind how the, the incident happened and it's it, it seems like throughout the episode she continuously has to tell somebody this is how it happened. And she's actually getting tired of telling people, like, uh, do I have to tell you again how it would happen to me? She has to tell the police officer. Then she has to tell the detective. Then she has to tell um, her her um, foster mother. Then she has to tell the, the nurse at the hospital. And then after so many times, you can look at her face and tell, like, she's just tired. She just wants to go home. 
you know, and then it's, it, it's really, it's really tough. Um, I would give the first two episodes uh, a Tupperware. Hmm. I really, really loved um, the pacing of this. The actor, the actors, the detective, he looks familiar, but the the the, the, the other actors, I didn't. I don't think I've ever seen them in anything that I, that I can recall off my hand. Well, it's uh, nice to know that you've done some research on them. No, I've, not, I've not done a whole bunch of research on them. Look at um, you! Look at you coming prepared in here like a big boy, Ray. That's thank you, a, thank you so much, Jake. Me, that's, me, uh, that, that really tells us a lot about Ray coming in here prepared. I know. Oh my god! I, I can I can almost fucking I can almost read all the notes that he's written. I can feel like I, I can. Notes. Well, you didn't. You didn't write down anybody's fucking name, Ray. <laughs> I did a quick Google. I got some stuff. Um, <laughs> Let's not go there, Ray. I don't want your quick yeah. Google. I don't want your. I don't want your fucking. Too late for the I don't want your fucking janky Google search on the fly. Okay, buddy. That's the last thing I need right now. I apologize for the the short Google search on this one. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. <laughs> I know, well, Jake, you were you were you were yeah. saying something, Jake? It's got um the. Uh, the woman from Booksmart, uh, Caitlin Dever, is that how you say her name? Oh, God. Jake, yes. can we go back to Ray now? But <laughs> nonetheless, um, she was one of the leads in Booksmart, and uh, uh-huh. Michelle called me in the room to watch, like, one scene from this show just to, like, show me her acting in this. Yeah. And I, I saw one scene from this show, and Michelle, my girlfriend, and she specifically told me that I would not like this show. She yeah. was like, you will not like this show. This show is too much for you. But watch this one scene to see how great of an actress this person is. Huh. And She's absolutely phenomenal in this um, show, the first two episodes I've seen. Um, so is that, is that the blonde girl from uh, Booksmart, her uh, Beanie Feldstein's friend? She's a brunette, I believe. Yeah, she's uh. brunette in this. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's, I, 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 think she, I don't know. She blonde in Booksmart? I don't know Vidal so soon. Let's move on from her hair color. The other girl, the other girl, the other lead. Yes, other correct. than I don't know. I'm correct. sorry if I got her hair color wrong. God, now I now I'm gonna get easy. fucking hair color <laughs> tweets on fucking Monday. Jesus <laughs> Christ! So, God, yeah, I can't do anything. It's like. <laughs> She's not blonde. She's a brunette. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was at least giving you the blonde and just trying to change the shade. I don't know, man. Jesus Christ. Yes, that one. All right, the other one. Yeah. She's I, really good in this, though. Um, they they actually make her... I don't know how old she's supposed to be in this episode, or the, the series, but they make her seem like she's a very young girl mm-hmm. from the flashbacks. And it, that even... It, 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 it hits harder, you know, from... Mm watching this you know it's 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 yeah jake it is really a, it really is a hard show to watch at times you know this is for the first two episodes um yeah it's it's great i mean i don't know uh, jake i don't know if you're gonna be interested in watching this brian but if you'd be interested this, this is a really good show man, to pick up i've i've known about i've known about this show all week and it was one of those things where i haven't actively tried to watch it i just you know what i mean it's it's the subject material so yeah, um, it's very hard to watch. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, and I watch a lot of heavy stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like, I watched Ava DuVernay's When They See Us, and it's one of the fav- one of my m- most 
favorite things that I've watched this year. But like, I, I wasn't like in a place this week where I was just like, yeah, let's watch that show that deals with, um, with the young girl and the sexual assault. Like I was just, I don't know. I don't, people don't say that out loud to themselves, but I just never, you know, like in the back of the recesses of my brain, I was just like, now I don't feel like watching that show right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's hardly a great nine, 10 o'clock show to watch before you're going to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. So it I was doesn't like, glorify this um, sexual assault at all. I know I, 13, what, 13 reasons yeah. why it glorified suicide in a way. This it, doesn't do that at all. I think, I think, I think 13 reasons why unintentionally did. Like, I don't think that they, that was their, cause at the end of each episode, they're, they're telling you to, you know, if you're having these thoughts or whatever, call this number, blah, 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 I believe. I mean, from what yeah. I can remember. I, I think they unintentionally didn't realize what they were doing when they, cause I, you know, you know, I'm not gonna get on here and say that 13 reasons why was like, their goal was to show kids that suicide can be vengeful and cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with your interpretation a hundred percent, Brian, that it was an unintentional result. Yeah. It just kind of happened that way because you know, it, you know, kids are going through, a lot of kids are going through some of these thoughts that this girl was having. And then she did it in such a way where the people that are left have to deal with like things that, uh, things that they did while she was alive and so you know i think i think in that way like got a lot of kids thinking like yeah you know kind of kind of glorified it but i think the whole thing as a whole was supposed to be kind of like an anti-suicide thing and the one thing that they take out of it they had a scene in there jake where she's like in the in the tub and oh I, I read that i read the news article when that happened that's it happened the, like a week before the new season came out that's the fucking scene that you need in there Cause that shows you, that's what's fucked up about all this is like, that's the one scene that's going to turn kids off because that's the fucking reality is that you're going to be in a fucking tub where your mom finds you like that. Yeah. That's the fucking, and you're going to take that out, but you're going to keep all the other shit in. Like, are are you fucking kidding me? I, I I actually agree with that. Um, To me, it's all or nothing. If if it's to the point where you're going to take that out, just take the whole fucking show off the Netflix. Exactly. Because that's like the most powerful imagery that you can show me throughout the entire thing is like that's that moment right there. Because that's what's real. That's what's that's the real moment. Like when somebody walks into that room and finds their loved one like that in the tub, tub full of blood. And then the, their loved one's lifeless. Like, that's the moment that's going to hit a teenager. That's the moment that's going to teach them that, that hopefully, like, this is not, that's the reality of this. That's where this is going to lead. And you're going to take that out? How fucked? I'm sorry. That's fucked. That's fucked. Yeah, it is weird. I haven't, like I said, I haven't watched it. But, I, I mean, I just, I do know of it just from pop culture and, and all that. And yeah. I don't know. I, I guess it still ends with the bathtub. They just don't, it's not as... Um, as long of a scene anymore, or they, some shit like that. They it's need, heavily edited. Well, it, it shouldn't be. It should be. It should be everything that happened in that scene should happen in that scene, and it should be just as graphic as it was when you, because you need that. And like just like this show that you know Ray's talking about is unbelievable. Which, to be honest with you, 
I didn't know it was about this. I thought it was a documentary about the band EMF from the early 90s and that song. I'm totally kidding. Um, but like this show, that's probably why they show you that scene over and over again. They want you to feel uncomfortable and they don't want to, you know, they want you to feel, yeah, to know what a traumatic thing that this, that this poor girl is going through. Yeah, they want you to be in her shoes and her, actually yeah. in her mind, actually, as the, as the show, as the first episode anyways goes on. Right. So. Um, so you're going to rate the, the first two episodes are a Tupperware, are you saying? How many episodes yeah, are there? And, uh, it's how- a short, um, it's a mini, I guess they call, wait, they call it a mini series on Netflix of their eight episodes. Is, is, it, a, is, it, a, is it a limited series? Yeah, you, I'm sorry. Yes. Limited series. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, eight episodes, they range from an hour to uh, last night's second episode I watched was 47 minutes. Oh, okay. Right on. So they're, you know, they just range depending on the episode and the, you know, the content. So right, fucking on. So yeah, I, I don't know. It, it'll, pro- I probably will check it out, man. But it'll probably be one of those things where I'll have to be in the right headspace to handle that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's I a lot, mean, man. Yeah. That's a lot. I don't, you know. Ugh. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, I had a, I had a hard time. There, there were times when I was watching when they see us, which I loved, which I loved. But when I was watching When They See Us, like there was an episode after I got done, I was I was in tears and I just had to turn it off for a while. I had to step away from it just for a while. I got back to it. But my God, like there's there's some heavy shit out there sometimes and it affects you. Um, yeah, it does. Has anybody have you, uh, either of you started uh, Undone on Amazon Prime? No, I have not. What the fuck do you guys do with your lives? I'm a fan, fucking with you. Undone on Amazon Prime explores the elastic nature of reality through its central character, Alma. After getting in a near-fatal car accident, Alma discovers she has a new relationship with time and uses this ability to find out the truth about her father's death. The series was created by uh, Raphael Bob Waxberg. He's the creator of BoJack Horseman. Uh, also, Kate Purdy. She's a producer on BoJack Horseman, and she also worked on Cougar Town. They've collaborated here again, and they are doing this show, which is very. Uh, it's it's not it, it it's not live action. It was filmed in live action, but like what they've done here is they've actually taken this rotoscoping animation and used it for each episode. So there was a Keanu Reeves movie that came out a few years ago where they used the uh, the exact same animation style, and they're doing it here for Undone, and it looks incredible. It looks very very cool and it's got an incredible cast we've got rosa salazar she was in alita battle angel it looks like hollywood doesn't want to show us what she really looks like because she was like is she the main she's the main character uh and then her father is played by bob odenkirk who i'm a huge fan of everybody knows him from either better call saul or mr show or uh he's been in everything um uh, we've got uh david diggs is in this uh, Kevin Bigley. There's a lot of people that you will recognize in this. It's this. It's eight episodes. Each episode is basically between 22 to maybe 25 minutes. So you can knock this out in a day easily. And 
for me watching it with like the art style and with like the story and the time travel, it's a really deep time travel story. It almost felt like I was watching like an image comic come to life. It was like watching like the Luna brothers from like, you know, the comic book writers, the Luna brothers who did like Alex and Ada and uh, whispers. And it felt like a collaboration of like that meets, you know, Zal Batman Gleesh and Brit Marling's, the OA. It was, it was that incredible. Like this show is absolutely incredible. It's just, it's, it's something to look at number one, because of the art and number two, the story and the way that they use time. Um, and the way that they use family in this is just absolutely incredible. And you don't know what you're watching. You don't know if the girl that you're watching, the main lead of Alma, after she has this wreck and she's basically opened a part of her brain where indigenous people at one time, shaman and things like that, were able to – they had larger ventricles in their in their brain and they were able to possess this power where they could um, basically kind of manipulate time and – and she has this ability, but see, since she's been kind of like westernized and she needed this to this car accident to kind of like awaken that power within her and it happens. And now she's able to see her father played by Bob Odenkirk who died and he is talking to her and trying to get her to find out who killed him. He's saying, I was, I was murdered. And so he's trying to have her go back into time and figure out who killed him. But here's the thing. When you're watching this, we also know that she struggles from depression and she's had a rough past. So you don't know if you're watching someone that's off of their medication that's having hallucinations or if this is a real power that she possesses. And it's... And you get to, and not only is it just like that story, you're, it's not just that story. There's like, it's about relationships and family. It's like, she's got this relationship with her boyfriend and they are a very cute couple together. Like there's a part where, you know, like she's in bed with him and he's like laying on his stomach and she gets on him, starts humping his butt (laughs) and like, (laughs) talking about how she's like, you know, humping his butt or whatever. And it's really funny. And like her sister's great. I'm telling you, the characters in this are absolutely fantastic. You'll fall in love with some of these characters and um, how they interact with one another. Um, You'll be wondering like how the wedding is going to go with her sister and Reed. How is that all? I mean, these, these are things that you're going to care about while you're watching this show and the show does it so good within these 20 plus minute episodes and it's something to look at too and i'm talking about like and nobody can bring emotion better in my opinion than Raphael bob waxberg like this guy has like what he's done with bojack horseman anthropomorphic animals and depression like I, there's been episodes of bojack where i've just been like shaken up afterwards like oh my god that's really cool so it's it's very visual pleasing because i mean i'm not 
seen much BoJack, but I never think of it as this a is, show this looks with nothing. a super dynamic animation style. This looks nothing like BoJack. This is basically this is a it's a rotoscoping animation. So basically, it almost looks like sometimes when you it looks like the actors themselves. But like, have you ever like seen those filters where it turns you into like a comic book? Yeah, is it like Whoa. Scanner Darkly type looking stuff? Exactly. That's it. That's that. That's the movie. That's the movie that I couldn't think of. You're absolutely right. That's it. It looks okay, exactly okay. like that. Yeah, that's a super cool technology. I, you're making me really want to check this out. I love time travel. I love like really artsy comic yeah. book style movies like that. Mm. This if you're, looks amazing. I'm looking at the yeah. uh, just the overview on you know Google right now. This looks pretty awesome. Man. It's awesome. It's very it good. It looks like a graphic novel. Like yes, like come to life almost. I kept thinking to myself like this is the perfect blend of like an image comic and something like the OA. I kept thinking of like the Luna Brothers from you know from comics and. Um, and I kept thinking of Zalbot Manglige and Britt Marling's The OA and how, like, this is just, like, you know, both of those things kind of, like, just put together into something that I really, really enjoyed. Like, this is um, this is something that I'm hoping gets a second season, that I cannot wait for a second season. And once what's beautiful about this is, like, number one, it's a great show. Um, number two is, like, once the second season does come out, Doing a rewatch of this one is going to be so easy, you know, by the time the second season comes out. Because, like, each episode's about 22, 23 minutes. And there's only eight of them. You know, I mean, you can knock this out in, like, an afternoon. And so I, I highly recommend. This one's called Undone. It's on Amazon Prime. I'm going to give it a very, very, like, the highest of Tupperwares. This is this is fantastic. Um Everything about this, from story to uh, the characters, the acting, um, just the way that they approach this as far as, like, the rotoscoping animation, it's something to watch and to behold. It's very, very cool. I, I would like to see a lot more series done with this rotoscoping animation. I think that, uh, you know, a lot of times, Jake, when, we, when we're watching some of these TV shows on Netflix and stuff like that, we sometimes are like, oh, the CGI doesn't look good in this. Well, we can't say that about this. Like any special effect that they do is just part of the rotoscoping animation. So it blends in perfectly in the world. And so it like those things don't take you out of the moment. You're just watching the story. You're enjoying the acting, the direction. It's, 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 this is, this is some great fucking television. So I highly recommend this one. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I definitely got to check that out. It makes me wonder how, complicated of a thing that is right is it something that is really time consuming applying that technology i don't know i, I got to imagine it's easier now than it was in scanner darkly days yeah it's got to be easier now it's not like it's a stop motion animation i mean that's yeah, that's got to be the yeah. most time consuming form of animation ever um this cast is a, isn't that a link ladder film too and you knowing him he probably like did it the most excruciating oh hard god way yeah did you hear about his next movie he's going to be filming it over like 17 years or something ridiculous dude like, i'm oh, not gonna wow. lie when i saw that article i checked to see if it was an onion article no no i mean he did yeah, yeah it's real boyhood he's like, oh, richard boyhood took him 11 years i believe yeah, that, I kind of thought it was a, just like a joke, like taking boyhood to the next level was yeah. a joke. But I was like, oh, no, this is he's really going to do this. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, definitely watch Undone, though. David Diggs is fantastic in this. Like, she plays a teacher, and David Diggs is kind of like 
her supervisor at the school and I love David Diggs. Um, so yeah, check it out. Did any, uh, Oh Jake, I know you didn't get a chance to see it. You were wanting to Ray. Did you get a chance to see Rambo last blood? It was between that or Ad Astra, so I took Ad Astra, so I no, I did not see Rambo. Yeah, I saw Ad Astra as well. We can talk about that here in a moment. Okay. I'll talk about Rambo Last Blood and then we'll take a break. Rambo Last Blood, uh, uh, almost four decades after they drew first blood, Sylvester Stallone is back as one of the greatest action heroes of all time. John Rambo. Now Rambo must confront his past and unearth. This is the most generic scenario. I'm not even going to read it. Basically, what happens is, if you, I, I I did a rewatch of uh, 2008's Rambo last week. I think I did it like Monday or Tuesday. And the movie ends. He was in Burma. Oh my god, he's a badass. He's such a badass. And he's like a fucking uh, cobra wrangler when they fucking meet him in Burma, and he takes fucking boat tours and shit. And it's like, Jesus Christ, a fucking... This co- is the last movie, right? You know, this is the one in 2008. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. He's like a Cobra Wrangler. Like, he fucking... He, he fucking uh, catches pythons and cobras and then takes them to this guy who then, I believe, buys them from him. And then, you know, then he uh, fucking takes, uh, takes people on boat tours and shit like that. You know, gets them where they need to go. Anyway... But he's a badass in that. And that was a fucking 2008 Rambo was just incredible. But the movie ends with John Rambo going back to the Rambo family farm in Arizona. And that's where that movie ends. So this movie picks up 10, 11 years later, and he's been back on the farm. And he's with, you know, a couple members of the family. He's got his niece. And basically she's, she finds out that her father is living down in Mexico. She doesn't have a relationship with her father and she wants to meet him. And Rambo, he's like telling her like, this guy's a piece of shit. He's always been a piece of shit. Wait a few years. Then you can go down there. Blah, 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 blah. She ends up going down there to meet her fucking father and then ends up getting, um, pulled into this sex trade. Fucking, sex trafficking where like they're drugging girls and you know guys are you know having their way with them and uh, this movie doesn't pull any punches like i will tell you like the critics are just destroying this movie and saying it's terrible um and it's not it's not a as far as like i don't know it, it is clunky it the movie is very clunky but like for me it's just it's it's I wanted it to be a little bit more kind of like, you know, when we get to, by the time, you know, we've spent so many years with Wolverine and we finally get to watch Logan, like we're watching like old man Logan, you know, and I wanted it to feel a little bit more kind of like Logan once we got to like Rambo Last Blood. And in a way, that makes sense. In a way, it's there. Like in a way, it's there, but it's very clunky in how it does it. There are great moments though, and I think I had a fantastic crowd that I saw this one with. You want to see it with a crowd that's really Rambo fans. And I went opening night and I was there, I believe with who I feel were some really good Rambo fans. And, uh, there, dude, there's a moment, man, where he fucking crushes a man's clavicle. Shit. He fucking, like you see this, like he pulls it out of his fucking body. Like he, Oof. dude, it is fucking, it's a brutal fucking movie in moments. There's moments where like, 
you know, sex traffickers like getting harmed is something I cheer for. So I feel like this movie really sets it up to where you hate the people <laughs> that he's going up against. And then, you know, when he's taking them on, um, there was a lot of cheering going on in my theater. And I don't think that this is going to be the experience for every theatrical viewing, but for mine, oh my God, we were, I was laughing at certain point. I love to see bad people get hurt. I'm sorry, but I do love seeing bad people get hurt. These are bad people getting hurt. Rambo fucking up some really bad people. And the final action scene, uh, which I'm not spoiling anything. This is stuff from the trailers. It is a very home alone type of thing where he set up his <laughs> traps and, uh, but it's a very fun action set piece and it all takes place on the Rambo family farm. And what was cool about this is kind of harkens back to like the first movie where, you know, this guy is suffering from, po- from post traumatic stress disorder and this battle that's going on with like the local cops, like with Brian Dennehy and everything is like, that's all taking place on American soil. This is not in Vietnam, you know? And I know that like the, the creator of Rambo is like embarrassed for this last movie and all this other stuff. I had a good time watching this one. I'm going to give it a high taste it. That that's just me. I'm in the minority here. I know a lot of critics are just bashing this movie. I think it's like a 30 something percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but it does have a higher audience score. And I feel like, this was just, I mean, it was a good enough send off for me watching Rambo. Is it perfect? No, it's very clunky, but I did get satisfaction in seeing a lot of shitty people get fucked up by Rambo and it is brutal and they don't pull any punches. Like he fucks some people up. They get fucked up. It like this last, the last action scene, there's scenes that take place in very close quarters and it's almost like, the the level of violence and gore that you saw in uh what's that movie uh Bone Tomahawk if you've if anybody is oh, okay. anybody is listening yeah it it gets very brutal so i'm going to give it a high taste it i enjoyed Rambo Last Blood do you have to see it in the theater probably not you don't have to but if you're a huge Rambo fan and you want to see how it ends and then they have a beautiful montage at the end of the movie showing you you know, scenes from the first Rambo all the way through Last Blood. So all five films. But, um, yeah, I, hey, Brian, I, 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 I enjoyed question, it. Man. Yeah, go for it. Um, how do you feel about, um, Sylvester Stallone? Like, you know, he's not doing any, that sounds like he's not doing any more Rambo movies after this. He sounds like he's not doing any more Rocky movies. Yeah. How do you feel about that, man? Like he's moving on from these action movies and I, I guess maybe retiring. I think he's going to get more involved in some of the writing and the production. It sounds like he's wanting to do a Cobra series. It sounds like he was talking about doing a Rocky prequel series. Um, do I agree that he should be doing a Cobra series, a Rocky prequel series? I mean, they'll be, of course, recasting the role of Rocky and, and, and all these things, unless they really wanted to go nuts with this de-aging technology. But um He's got to wrap it up someday, but I, I feel like I want to see the guy continue to act. He doesn't have to necessarily be Rocky and Rambo well into his fucking 80s. But on the flip side, like, I want to see him continue to act. 
in in things. So, and I want one more fucking Expendables movie for crying out loud. I want one more fucking Expendables movie. You got to finish Make off up for that last PG thirteen one. Yes, yeah. you got to give me one more hardcore R rated Expendables movie. You got to do it. You got to do it, and you got to get. I mean, get get everybody involved in this one. And you know what? If, if Steven Seagal is going to be a cunt, fuck him. Fuck Steven Seagal. We don't fucking need him. <laughs> fuck him. Get, I mean, you know, it was great. It's I, I love the fact. I, you know, even though the, they got fucking Mel Gibson in the last one, it's like, come on, get some real fucking. I don't know. Get some, get some real fucking. Uh, what are they gonna get? Jeff Speakman? Are they gonna get Jeff Speakman, Jake? <laughs> oh my! Remember Jeff Speakman? Remember his? Oh yeah. Remember his five seconds? I do. I do remember him. Oh man, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who's left to add like any big, big names. Man, I think they should go on small names. I think they should go for. I think they should fucking go for. Go for broke, man. Just go. I don't know. I'm trying to think like who else they could get. Get fucking. What is it? Brian's Brian Bosworth. Oh, <laughs> yeah. get the Rock in there as the bad guy. Yeah, like, make I mean, some money. Well, get the Raid guys in there, right? Yeah, yeah, that'd be great too. Yeah, I don't know. I I was always hoping that there. I was always hoping that like the Expendables or like the 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 last Rambo movie would kind of go into like sci-fi territory. Like there was like the rumor that was it. Was there a rumor, or did I make this up in my head? Rambo versus like a predator or something like that. I, I swear. I feel like that was talked, a rumor. Yeah, you mentioned that on the show before. I know you did. Yeah. So, like, I was hoping that you know, God, you you watch you watch Stallone. He still looks. It's it's incredible, man. It's incredible. He still looks really good. At like he's like seventy something now. And he still looks. He still looks really good. He still looks really good. He looks really healthy. He looks good. It's crazy. I don't know, man. Yeah, I just, I just, I was curious because I know you're, you're a big action, especially you know, action stars in the '80s. You, you know, I am too. Yeah, I like Stallone. I like um, Van Damme. I like Van Damme. I, you know, I like all. Of them, you yeah. know, I like them. Those all guys them. are awesome. I like, I love. Yeah, I, you know, that's why I kind of love like the. That's why I love The Rock. You know, I. I mean, I, I grew up in that time where it was just like, yeah, all the all the action stars were these huge steroided out motherfuckers. I grew up loving Hulk Hogan and, and um, you know, fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger and Stallone and all that stuff. And yeah, yeah, Bruce Willis was kind of against type when he got big, honestly. Yeah, when they did the die, yeah. when Die Hard came out, yeah, he wasn't kind, of, but he was just uh, what was what was. Uh, Bruce Willis was kind of like that, you know, modern day cowboy. Like they fucking took, uh, you know, a little bit of Clint Eastwood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they fucking, you know, like he was just, it was just his attitude. It was just how cocky he was and his attitude. So, I don't know, man. He was, oh my God, Die Hard still fucking holds up. I don't give a shit. That movie's still fucking It does fucking hold great. up, man. Best villains ever, dude. Some great fucking villains in that movie. Yeah, let's, you guys just take, so, yeah, Rambo, I would, you know, you know, if you're a huge Rambo fan, go see it, if you want some action, I, my dad, I, I told my dad, I, I sent him a text, I said, it's awesome, my dad's gonna love it, I mean, my dad's gonna love it, he loves this, he loves this shit, 
He's going to love it. And I, I, I walked out of the theater and I had a good time. I had a great crowd. We really got into it. We cheered. We laughed. We cringed. It, it, it was, there were, it, it was, uh, it was fun for me. So I, I enjoyed it, but not everybody's going to have that experience. Trust me. I've, I've read the, uh, read the reviews. So let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll have some more good pop, bad pop. Sounds great. Hi, I sound like Morgan Freeman. I bet most of you do some online shopping with Amazon. It's just so easy. I myself logged in today to buy adult diapers. No, I'm not embarrassed. I have zero shame. And I really don't give a fuck what you think. I'm at that age. You'll get here too one day. And don't think that you won't, you naive asshat. One day you too will be just like Jamie Lee Curtis and shitting your body weight and Dan and yogurt, and the next thing you know, you'll be on Amazon ordering adult diapers saying, holy shit, that freckled face fucker was right. Anyway, the whole point of this is to tell you that popcultureleftovers.com has an Amazon shopping link. What that means is when you click on the link from their website, it helps the show. It doesn't charge you extra at all. You just shop like you regularly would, and Amazon takes care of the rest. It's easy and convenient, just like these diapers. I literally blew up this diaper while recording this ad. Hashtag truth. All right, hey, welcome back, all you little ragamuffins. Hey, Jake. What are we, Cypress Hill now all of a sudden? Calling our listeners ragamuffins? I don't know, man. Have you ever looked at a group and then classified said group as ragamuffins? I have not. I I would not know a ragamuffin if I saw one. I know. It's it's one of those words uh, words that people use, you know, just I think to be kind of silly, kind of be funny. Yeah. Uh, Does it have a meaning? Is it like... Not well off? Is it young? I bet what if the you fuck's go, a ragamuffin. I guarantee you, if you go to Urban Dictionary, they got something. They got a ragamuffin there. I guarantee you, a person, you. typically a child, in ragged, dirty clothes. There you go, ragamuffins. You think we have or a bunch a of follower of? I don't even know what that. Oh, typically one dressing in ragged clothes. Okay. Hmm. Oh my! That sounds like I called our listeners young children, like young homeless kids. Yeah, it did sound like you called our listeners young homeless kids. <laughs> like, like, they sound like dirty pastries. That's what it sounds like. Dirty pastries? Dirty, that's why, yeah, you said ragged them up. I was like, where do Are you talking rag- about like dirty pastries is like pastries that look like vaginas and penises? Like a, uh. I, I didn't think that, but I mean, I guess, yeah. He didn't mean dirty in that way. He meant like, oh. like scummy. I thought you meant like, uh, I don't know, like an apple turnover shaped like a pair of balls or something. He was taking the whole thing as like very literal, oh. like rag a muffin. Yeah. Did you, well, you know, like a filthy looking muffin, you know? A filth, what are you talking about? I've never seen a filthy, <laughs> what are you talking about? I've, I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never seen a filthy looking muffin in my entire life. Like, you know, like you got, you know, like, Got like some dirt on it. It's got some lint on it. When the, pocket or something. When are those? Hold on. Who is showcasing dirty muffins? 
in in school where I was at, right? You know, some kid asked you, "You want a snack? Here's a muffin." And here, out comes a, a, a dirty muffin with, with a lady. fucking ragamuffin comes out. What I, what school did you go to? I've never seen a dirty muffin. <laughs> muffins, man. Like you get one of these. Uh, yeah, I got what, muffins, what, 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 what are these kids doing? Are they kicking them on the way to school? Like, what are you talking about? Like dropping them in the street, dropping them in the street, kicking them to class. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? I mean, selling the muffins and stuff. Have you never seen that? Bro? I mean, what the hell? Have you ever seen that before, man? The Dude, I, the you are an, on an island of your own right now with this dirty <laughs> muffin talk. Yeah, listen, Ray. I love to agree with the guest and make Brian even more mad, but I can't even. I can't even hear. It's the East Coast thing. It's the East Coast thing. East Coast thing where you got dirty muffins out there. We have the five That's second muffin. rule where we come from, where you just throw the shit in the fucking trash if it gets that dirty. You don't nah, you classify can't. it a ragamuffin. You just you keep them, man. You eat the lint and eat the dirt on it. You keep it, man. You're good. It's good. It sounds like Ray's been eating muffins with like lint and like paper clips stuck to them or something. Like I don't I know. Understand. We need to start a fucking charity for Ray. Get this guy a fresh blueberry muffin. I know. It's like it's, it's like I'm gonna buy you. A, I'm gonna send you a box of mini muffins. <laughs> yeah, they come. They come sealed in bags. There's in- no way you can get them in dirty. <laughs> Not even that one girl that went viral can open up those bags and lick them. And, uh, you know what I mean? That girl that was licking the ice cream and shit. Did you guys get a chance to see Battle at Big Rock, the Jurassic World short? Yeah. Uh, this was, I did. What? I did not. Why the fuck did you not? Uh, didn't I tell you we were going to watch this? You did tell me. You didn't have, that was one of the things I wanted to watch. Too. You didn't have eight minutes what are you doing? Eating fucking dirty muffins? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't have time to clean a muffin, you don't have time to watch an eight minute short. Jesus Christ. There's a, you know, there's a reason I'll get to that. No, no, there's, there's no reason that you don't have eight minutes to watch a short. Yeah, I don't, I don't even like this franchise and I spent eight minutes watching it. the reason because I, I like Jurassic Park the first movie. Yeah. After that, I'm just not really uh, a fan of the other movies. I don't know. No, it's like first time guest on the show. You got to put the homework in, Ray. You got to put the homework in. It's just that you can't. You it was can't, like the first day of school homework, too. It's yeah, like the easiest you can't, homework possible. You can't coast. Yeah, you can't coast on your fucking personality, your charming personality, Ray. You got to fucking. You know what I mean? You got to put the work in. You know? There's eight minutes of dinosaurs. No, I gave you a fucking assignment. I gave you an assignment and you fucked up, Ray. You (laughs) fucked up, Ray. I don't know if I'm going to be throwing up the... Today's Batman Day, by the way, September 21st. I don't know if I'm going to be throwing up the fucking Ray spotlight anytime soon after this episode. I'll tell you that much, man. You might be looking... You might be looking... You might be looking out over Gotham City waiting for that light to come on. And you know yeah, what? Just just like EMF, we got another one hit wonder probably here. Yeah, exactly. You're unbelievable, Ray. Don't have <laughs> you, you don't you don't have eight minutes. To I even... didn't know how bad these eight minutes <laughs> would be though. I, I you you don't know until you try. <laughs> That's the point of watching the thing. I could probably talk. I could probably talk to some ex girlfriends of mine, and we could talk about eight minutes that I had with them, and they probably didn't enjoy them either. But you know what? Like. That's the thing, you know. They had to they had to experience those eight minutes. I'm talking about true. sex. Yeah, true. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm sorry. I was gonna watch it, and I was like, "I'm kidding. I'm an experienced lover, Jake." 
No, I, I, I knew that eight-minute story was a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> I used it for comedic purposes. I'm an ex, I'm an experienced lover. I uh, I spent uh, most of my youth watching Skin Deep as a uh, anyway. Uh, this is set. Uh, this uh, it's a short. It premiered on September fifteenth. I watched this one live. Uh, I found out, like, I didn't have to watch Jurassic World, which is a movie I love, but I didn't have to watch. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you and fuck everybody. I fucking loved, I fucking loved Jurassic World. I, I wasn't laughing at you. I was yeah. just laughing at the fact that I didn't have to watch Jurassic World. That went a long way for me. I didn't have to watch it. I, I, I had other things I had to do. I had other things I had going on. But I knew that, like, they announced it on Twitter that it was going to be premiering at, like, 8.50 or something. So I was like, at 8.50, I'm going to tune into FX and I'll watch this. And so by the time it was 8.50, I'm watching like the credits and they start, they start showing this short. And it follows the events of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which guys, spoilers for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So if you haven't seen it, spoilers. At the end of that movie, dinosaurs have now been released out into the wild. Um, and so this is kind of like following a family. Uh, in, in this new, uh, uh, world where, uh, where dinosaurs are just kind of like out there in the wild. This one stars Andre Holland. Uh, you'll remember him from Castle Rock. Uh, Natalie Martinez, M- Melody Hurd, and Pearson Salvador. Uh, it's set one year after the events of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. A family from Oakland, California goes on a camping trip at the fictional Big Rock National Park in Northern California, approximately 20 miles from where dinosaurs from Fallen Kingdom were let loose. Uh, the film chronicles the first major confrontation between humans and the dinosaurs. Two dinosaurs featured in the film are the Nasoteratops uh, and the Allosaurus. So this is the first time uh, we're seeing a full-grown Allosaurus. Uh, we've seen an Allosaurus as a younger Allosaurus in you know previous films. Um but um, I'm, I am I want to talk a little bit more about, like, why this was made. This was a big budget. I can't imagine the budget on this, Jake. Like, the effects looked incredible. Yeah, I was going to comment on that, too. I the, the effects did look incredible. I was kind of blown away at the money spent on this. I mean, there was no difference in the quality of dinosaur special effects here from uh-huh. the movies. I mean, in fact, it looks better than like fucking Jurassic Park three. It was incredible. The, 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 the effects, um, you're like, you're greeted by Colin Trevorrow and he's talking about, you know, uh, talking about the short and what it deals with and how it's set a year after the events. And then they jump into the short. I didn't and see all that. That was at, uh, I guess that only happened watching it live then on FX. But, so then you're watching this and like, it's, this is, uh, I'm gonna start off by saying like, for me, this was an absolute Tupperware. This was, I thought that this was absolutely incredible. Like, and it makes me worried because like, you're watching, you get so much in this short. Like, you're watching like this family, they're out there camping and, Next thing you know, like nature just comes and that, and, and this happens like a family will be out there in tents and stuff like that. And like all of a sudden a bear will come into camp. Well, this like what happens is like they're seeing, you know, this NASA, uh, these NASA Tisseratops take on this, uh, um, try to defend 
their babies against this Allosaurus who is is trying to and that was kind of brutal <laughs> like you see like the the baby nasatoceratops in the mouth of this allosaurus and you're just like oh my god like the kids are like oh no and i'm saying the same thing <laughs> like oh god i do not want to see this and uh they're just yeah, watching was, I, I gasped at it they're just watching like they are in their in their trailer and they're just watching these you know, two giant, you know, fucking monsters fight each other right at their campsite and, and until like that confrontation ends and then their baby starts to cry and then the attention is brought on to them and now they are in danger. And I was fearful for them. Like, and this was, this was good human stuff too. Like all the human stuff that, you know, the, 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 the fear that we had like in the original film, like with the kids, you know, trapped in the kitchen with the velociraptors, like this was reminiscent of that. Like here they are trapped in this trailer and, and a family's trying to defend for themselves. And, uh, I thought that this was a very cool kind of like follow up to like where the world is a year later. And I really enjoyed like the credits stuff. Like they didn't just like roll the credits. Like, they gave us found footage clips of dinosaurs, you know, like we saw um, a pack of dinosaurs like chase a, a little girl. Uh, we saw a stegosaurus causes this car to swerve and then like drive off of a cliff. And then um, we see there's a fisherman in a boat and there's a parasaurolophilus and he's kind of just like on the banks of the river and we see the mosasaurus that we saw in the first lost world jump out of the waves and like eat a great white shark. And, um, Oh, and then the, the doves are released at a wedding and then like, a pterosaur swoops, like kind of like a, looks like a, um, pteranodon or whatever, like a flying dinosaur, like, a pterodactyl. That's pterodactyl. What I, that's what I call all flying yeah. dinosaurs. Yeah. Just, that's what they to me. Just eats, you know, just goes after the doves and like ruins this wedding. I, I thought that this was absolutely an incredible short. I, I really thought it was a lot of fun to watch. Just a quick eight minutes that anybody could find time for. Um, Ray. And so I, I really, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this. Um, I'm going to give it a Tupperware, I think. And you can watch it for free online. But, uh, Jake, what did you think? Yeah, you know, I am shockingly going to Tupperware this thing, too. I, I watched it twice just to make sure I wasn't, like, fucking, like, out of my brain how much I was enjoying new Jurassic Park material. Um, I thought this is – I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed anything from Fallen Kingdom. Um the, you know, the eight minutes is nice. So I, I guess they don't have to expound on too much plot. But to me, it really captured that kind of white knuckle action horror feel that the original movie kind of had more than almost anything I've seen since. Mm. Um, much like you, I was gasping when the fucking baby dinosaur was going to get harmed. I couldn't believe it. Um, and I thought it just did such a great job of me being fearful for the family. I, I thought one of them could get it. Yeah. During this thing. Yeah. I thought it was shot brilliantly. Um, I kind of took special notice knowing that Trevorrow did this himself, just at like the shots and like 
where he kind of pointed the camera. And I thought that was really brilliant for it too. There was a lot of really dynamic shots of the T-Rex and I- I'm sorry, I don't know what the other dinosaur was called. Oh, well, no, the, the Allosaurus and the, uh, NASA Tesseratops. I'm sorry, I don't know what either dinosaur is called. It's fine. The, the Nasatoceratops looks like a Triceratops, and then the Allosaurus was the the, the T-Rex looking. Carn- yeah, the, the carnivore. Yeah, I absolutely love this. I, I thought the stuff at the end was absolutely brilliant. And honestly, this did kind of get me excited for another movie. I feel like it's long overdue to kind of see the dinosaurs out in the world. I know they kind of did that at the end of the second Spielberg movie. Is that um, what they're doing here though? Is that, is that why this short was made? Was the short made to tease like what they're going to be doing for the third film? Or was this Colin Trevorrow's way of basically saying like the events that left off in J.A. Boyana's film, like this shows you like those events did happen but I have something completely different going on in my third movie. But like Run. that still happened. And like, I hope not. I, I, I think you could be right, but I hope not. The movie I want to see is definitely the dinosaurs out in the real world. And what we're like to that kind of brings it back to the whole horror aspect of it. Like you just don't even know where these dinosaurs are going to show up. Yeah. Next type of feel and actual, feeling fear instead of just waiting to see the next special effect fight. I just keep thinking to myself, we know that they're bringing back Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. Like how, like I loved what we saw here. Like I want more of this. Like, and I, it, and it's not like I don't like the Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas. I'm one of the few people that do. I love that stuff, but like, I really enjoyed what we saw here. And so part of me was like, I want more of this, especially like that, like that found footage clips that we got at the very end. I was yeah, like, I liked all that too a lot. I could watch that all day. I could watch stuff like that all day. That was just like all these crazy, like real world scenarios where dinosaurs are just showing up. Like you're driving around, you know, a mountain, which like in the past, like, you know, on family trips, like we've driven up a mountain, you know, and, and imagine like bumping into a huge fucking you know, Stegosaurus and then being so freaked out that this guy swerves off a cliff. And like, that's the stuff that we're seeing here. And, um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I I feel like both things are going to happen, right? We're just, it's just going to be like, there's only two people we know that can be the best at tracking down these dinosaurs that are out in the loose. And it's, you know, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. Shockingly, we'll see. Uh, we know that Sam, I believe <laughs> Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum are coming back for the third film in this trilogy. Oh, so it's going to be like the super team of dinosaur trackers. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to say it like that, Jank? Because because it sounds like <laughs> sequelitis dumb shit. Once we start adding all that to it, yeah, you know, you know, oh god, you know the trailer I saw today before I, I went and saw Ad Astra today. I saw oh god the the the, the Jumanji. I love that trailer for this. For the oh, it's a super funny yeah. trailer. I oh love seeing God. that trailer with people that haven't seen it before. Oh, yeah. Seeing I had their that. shock at Danny DeVito being in, in The Rock. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. My Yeah, my crowd. My crowd was kind of going a little crazy for that trailer. So, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I will. One, one, Ray, sorry. Jesus Christ. Would you raise your hand or something? <laughs> <laughs> One more thing before we move Jesus on. Jesus Christ! 
Let Ray. No, we need to let Ray talk. Ray, the guy. We need to let the guy. I know he has nothing to say about the Jurassic Park. The guy that didn't watch the short is dying to say something, and so Ray, out with it. What do you have that's so fucking important right now? Well, you know, the reason I didn't watch is because I've lost. Do I really? I don't really care to hear this story. I don't, I don't, you didn't watch it. All right. That's all I need to know. Jake, what's going on, man? I was just going to say, if if you have not liked the last few Jurassic Park movies, I I strongly recommend you watch the Battle of Big Rock. I, I, I loathed those last movies. I liked World a little bit more than World 2. But, um, yeah, I thought this was so much fun. I like that Ray tries to come back in again and explain why he's a lazy fuck and didn't waste eight minutes of his life just watching this thing. He tries to come back and defend his actions again. You, yeah, you, Ray, you should you, check this out. Hold on. You're going to waste – hold on. You couldn't spend eight minutes watching this fucking short, but you're going to fucking spend eight minutes on this show explaining to me and Jake why you didn't watch it. That's I, fucked I, I up. Gotta, it's fucked up, Ray. What's the fucking – what's the fucking logic there, Ray? What's the – Jake, would you rather watch this short or the last movie? Um, I would rather watch the short again Duh. than hear your eight-minute explanation of why you didn't watch Thank it. you. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> Don't let that shit go. Do not let that – eight minutes. You're going to be on PCL. I ask you to watch something that's eight minutes long. I ask you to be on PCL for an entire episode so you can join in on something, and you can't fucking take eight minutes of your life. Eight minutes, Ray. Eight fucking minutes. A fucking, I I'm telling you. I didn't know this was going to be, though, you know? Well, you don't know till you watch it, Ray! I watched yeah, it thinking yeah. it was going to be horrible. Oh, yes. Oh, Jake, Jake, you took, you, Jake, you took one for the team. You took one yeah, for the and team. I, and, and, you know, it wasn't even wow. taking one for the team. I don't know. Pleasantly, I don't. I'm not sure, I, Ray. I'm. I don't know if you, I don't know if you're going to be getting an invite back onto the show. Just Damn throwing it out man. there. Eight minutes. I'm just throwing. No, I'm just saying. Like eight minutes. Like seriously. Like eight minutes is might be the deciding factor if you ever come back on another episode. Yeah, the Jurassic Park got to me, man. Jurassic Park got to me. Oh my! Like we were talking about PTSD earlier. And you're acting like you, you you actually went to the actual island, and now you're suffering from PTSD from actual dinosaurs. The dinosaur films, man. Got to eight me, man. minutes. Eight minutes, Ray. I asked for eight minutes. I asked for eight minutes of your life. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna look at it now from you guys' recommendations. I am gonna take. How it long was the? Uh... How long was the Colin Trevolo introduction? I'm kind of sorry I didn't see that now after seeing the short twice. Uh, it was like less than a minute, maybe 45 seconds to a minute, maybe. Yeah. Did it give any kind of enlightenment as to what the direction of the next movie would be? Did no. You think? No. He basically was just talking about the short and how um, this was set a year after the events. That's really all yeah. it came down to. Hmm. Interesting. But Ray wouldn't know that. What the fuck were you doing, Ray? Uh, I was playing. Uh, I had some other stuff. That's what. You, that, that's what. That, that's your whole thing that you were going to come on here and say that you've uh, you've been through so much with Jurassic Park that you don't know if you could handle it or not. That was your whole thing. I, that was your whole fucking thing that you were going to do. You explained it once, and I thought it was a shitty fucking explanation the first time, and then for fucking. A minute straight, you're trying to cut Jake off so you can explain it again? 
I was let down. I was let down by the, the previous I, I was let down by you. I've been let down by you throughout this entire segment, Ray, because you did, you couldn't you couldn't take eight minutes to join in on a conversation about Jurassic Jurassic World: The Battle at Big Rock. I've been let down by you. I've been let down by you, sir. <laughs> was there a battle at Big Rock? I, I need to know that. Oh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you could, you could have watched this, and maybe you could answer that question there, Ray. I'm, I'm gonna take a look at it. I am. Oh yeah, I'm that 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 really helps me now, Ray. You want to you want to watch it right now, Ray? Do you want to take up more time on the no, show? No, I'm good. Uh, maybe I'm you good. could. Maybe we can listen to it play in the background as me and Jake are fucking moving into fucking like news. How about that, I can't Ray? Do the oohs and ahs while I'm listening to it in the background, like. Have I beat this guy up enough, Jake? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. It mm. doesn't feel like too much yet. Oh <laughs> man, I that hurt. Hold on, I want to. I want to look at the message that I sent this guy. I, and I seriously, like, I sent him one thing this week. I sent you one message, like, "Oh, we're going to be talking about the battle at Big Rock," and you're like, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll watch it." Let's see here. Yeah, I, I was, while you're looking that up, another thing about this is definitely watch it on your TV. Like, it's easy to just think you should just check it out on your phone because it's that kind of thing. But, man, it's worth it if you have a smart TV putting this on the big screen. Because, like me and Brian said, the, the effects were just spectacular. Oh, here we go. Wednesday at 5.01 a.m., I send a message to Ray. Ray Price. I will be bringing up the Jurassic World short film Battle at Big Rock, to which Ray replies, I will watch it before the podcast. That was the plan. Fucking lies. That was Fucking lies, Ray. Why? Why, Ray? You lied. What? You're a, you're a fucking liar, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> it was all the plans, Brian, and it just, you know. What, you didn't, you, what, what, you, eight minutes, what? You know, it just, oh, oh, life, life got in the way, Brian. Life finds a way. <laughs> life finds a way. What could get in the way of eight minutes, Ray? Uh, I will watch it, hold on, your quote. Your quote. What a you're a fucking joke. I <laughs> I will I hold on. I will watch it before the podcast. Shit happened since Wednesday, Brian, you know. <laughs> yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Oh, man. What happened? Excuses. Excuses. You're just, yeah. you are so full of shit. You are so full yeah. of shit. I will watch it before the podcast Wednesday at five. I, dude, so early in the morning too. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, um, the best part of waking up is giving you some things to do for the podcast. And then like you. <laughs> You are like, I will watch it before the podcast Wednesday at 6.56 a.m. And, you know, here we are on Saturday, on Saturday. You cannot tell me you could not find eight minutes. 
I'm telling you, there's a reason no, why, Brian. There's you know, com- lies and complete disregard are the, are the only two reasons that I'm fucking hearing. Lies, number one, because you're a fucking liar, and two, complete disregard, complete disregard for the for the show, for the audience, for me, complete disregard. Jake, am I laying it on a little too thick, or is like, is this like the, just the good amount? I still, I, I'm still not feeling guilty for Ray. Come on, Jake, man. We <laughs> had this whole script together. We're, we're making a movie, man. Man, if it, if it wasn't, if it was any other thing, maybe I'd back you up. But it's like I fucking swallowed my stomach <laughs> and watched this Jurassic World thing. I don't. I'm on record to how much I, I dislike these other movies. I made the eight minutes. I don't like the other ones, man. I just, it just. Yeah, but man, you know what? You, you could have said that then, though. You could have been. You could have said that. You could have fucking. Out. Yeah, exactly. Why do you got to fucking bullshit me? I no, will. Man. I, I, I will screen. I am going to screenshot this. And then this week on Twitter at PC Leftovers, I'm going to, I'm going to show this to the, to, to all of our followers on Twitter. Um, sometime this week. Probably. Oh. You know what? Maybe I won't be able to find the time. I'm, I'm making a promise right now, Ray, and that I'm going to show people your bold-faced lie online, but I might not because I might not find the time. Does, 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 I mean, the, the dinosaurs, you know? It's the dinosaurs. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's old hat. That's old hat. <laughs> no, this dinosaur. You are you 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 sir. You're you're ridiculous right now. Your, your excuses are ridiculous. You don't take ownership. Why can't you just? Why can't you just take ownership and say, Brian, I'm a fucking liar and I lied to you. I lied Brian, to you. I knew. I knew that Wednesday morning when I read what you said that I wasn't going to watch it. I, I knew it. I'm just a bold-faced liar. I looked at you and I lied. I'm like every man in a Lifetime movie. I lied. I'm like I'm like Ike Turner. You know, I tell I tell Tina I love her, but I'm gonna hit her again. Like that's gonna happen. Like why don't you just why don't you just get down to the truth here, Ray? Instead of trying to be all cute about it and being like, oh, it's dinosaurs, dinosaurs. Don't tell me you never watched the Flintstones. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Knock it off, right? I love the cereal. No, there we go. We all love that. We all love the fruity pebbles. You know, stop, stop bullshitting me, Ray. Just get down to it. Just be like, why? Why? You're just, just admit it. You're a fucking liar. You never intended to watch. (laughs) Hey, Brian. As I told Tina, this won't happen again. It's not gonna. I'm not because you're not getting invited back on again, Ray. (laughs) Of course, it's not gonna happen again. I gave you, I gave you an eight minute assignment, and you couldn't do it. What happened again, Brian? I, oh, I trust me, I know, Ray. <laughs> yeah, we get all kinds of eight-minute short films that we have to watch just all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's the joke. Yeah, yeah I apologize, but it was yeah. it was on the, the schedule to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I hope you enjoy your eight minutes of fame, Ray. Um, let's. <laughs> 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 Oh man! I mean, I guarantee. Jake, can people tell if I'm serious or not? Like, that's the thing. That's what I love. I love. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Jake? You know me. You know me. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think people. Most people can tell. <laughs> I've listened to you guys for a while now. Yeah. And, uh, most of the time, I can tell. Most of the time, I can. Oh, right now though, you're waffling. No, you have you no waffling. idea. No, he could not. He could not tell you were serious when you asked him to watch the Jurassic Park show. No, I, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the Ike and Tina reference. I knew you were serious, so I was like, "Oh shit, I'm in trouble now." Man. Do you like Batman? I do. Yeah. Well, he prepares. You're nothing like Batman. No, I'm not. <laughs> On Batman Day of all days. Tonight. Of all days. Batman, you give you give Batman prep time, and he can do ever he can do anything. I give fucking Ray fucking four fucking days to watch a fucking eight minutes short. I will watch it before the podcast. Famous last words from Ray. I want that fucking engraved on his fucking tombstone, Jake. I will watch it before the podcast, and then I want the the Jurassic World logo fucking embossed right underneath it. That's all I want on his tombstone. I don't even want his fucking name there. Like people will just be, people will walk by him and be like, "Yeah, I remember that moment." I remember that motherfucker. He didn't watch that fucking Eight minutes. Uh, short. Let's move on from this. This show's stupid. I don't. I'm not a fan of this one. I just. I really wanted to just shame Ray there for those. <laughs> oh, you don't say. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucked up, man. I I hear you. I was jumping on the bandwagon, man. It's I. Like I said, I would love to have some way to defend Ray here, but. The excuse he kept trying to butt in oh, and tell I me know. while I was talking was real bad. I know, like the whole time. Like you're trying to actually talk to me about the short that you took time <laughs> out of your schedule to watch. And Ray's just trying to like get back into the conversation to let us know about his bullshit explanation again of why he didn't couldn't find eight minutes to watch it. Oh Dinosaur PT. Jesus Christ. Knock it off. Knock it off. If you would have just if you would have just watched it, Ray, you wouldn't have had to deal with this. This whole thing would have happened. I'm huh? going to watch this damn thing. Oh, it does it does me no good now, Ray. It does me no good. I'm not, it's not like we're gonna have a fucking follow-up podcast to get Ray's reaction. The battle at Big Rock. We'll air that the week we're gone on the on the twenty sixth. Yeah. Ray's reaction podcast. Yeah, Ray's reaction to battle at Big, Big Rock. Fucking three, fucking four weeks later. Jake, we saw American Horror Story. Glad I didn't ask fucking Ray to watch this, but we watched AHS. It was like 48 minutes long. I know. <laughs> I actually watched this. <laughs> Oh, wow. I did watch the, 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 the things that I didn't ask you to watch, you're fucking, you're watching. I asked you to watch one thing. I feel like that wife that's been asking her husband to clean the garage for the past five years. Clean the garage. Could you clean the garage? Hey, hey, Mr. Excuses. You, have, you should just, seriously, you should just be listening right now. That's part of your problem right now. <laughs> hey Brian, hand me the pillow, hand me the sheets. I'm going on the couch, man. <laughs> yeah, seriously, you're in the doghouse tonight, man. American Horror Story '84. Uh, this is uh, on FX. This is the Ryan Murphy show. What is this like season? What is this season? I lost so fu- so track on this because yeah. they've never numbered them. They've always had the surnames, right? So yeah, I didn't even watch last season, which was Apocalypse. I think the last season that I watched. 
I tried to watch was Hotel, which I got maybe through two episodes. Um, this season is being described as being heavily influenced by classic horror slasher films such as Friday the 13th and Halloween. Uh, we've got returning cast members from previous seasons, uh, Emma Roberts, uh, Sarah Paulson, Billy Lord, Cody Fern, Leslie Grossman, and uh, John Carroll Lynch. We've got new cast members this season, Matthew Morrison, Gun, uh, Gus Kenworthy, Angelica Ross, and uh, Zach Villa. Um, this is the first season to not have Evan Peters. So no Evan Peters for this season. Um in 1984, Brooke Thompson is attacked by the Night Stalker and decides to leave town for the summer to work as a counselor at Camp Redwood with her new friends from a dance aerobics class. On the way there, they strike a hiker on the road. The group takes him to the camp where he is tended to by the camp nurse, Rita. Margaret Booth, the owner of the camp, introduces herself to the counselors and gives them a tour of the grounds. Later, around the campfire, the counselors learn from Rita that Camp Redwood was the site of a massacre in 1970, committed by the groundskeeper Benjamin Richter, referred to as Mr. Jingles. Margaret reveals that she was the sole survivor of that night. Brooke finds the hiker slain by Mr. Jingles, but the body and Richter are nowhere to be found when the others investigate. I have, like, I, dude, Murder House was my favorite season, like, the first season of American Horror Story. Absolutely mm-hmm. loved that season. Um, and I was like, I became a Ryan Murphy fan. Second season I dropped off, I was not a fan of. I did watch uh, Coven, and I did watch Freak Show. Um, other seasons I have not been able to get into. So American Horror Story has been really hit and miss with me. But like when it hits, it really hits. And here's the thing about this season. I feel like it's Ryan Murphy has kind of seen like what Stranger Things has done. He's seen kind of like what, you know, Summer of 84 – Maybe even like I'll throw Mandy out there. Some of these movies that are like based in the eighties that have this synthy music that are like even like the new Halloween movie, like the slasher films, even though it's not based in the eighties. Like I think he's taken a lot of like what we know from these classic slasher films and put them, of course, into this first episode, but and, and I loved it. I'll be honest with you. I loved this first episode. It did feel like it looked like it was filmed. Like the beginning looked like it was filmed in the seventies. The rest of it looked like it was filmed in the eighties. It had like that same kind of like grainy quality. Mm-hmm. The acting feels like it's straight from like a Friday the 13th film. It's very faithful to that like source material. Billy Lord is fantastic in her role. She's great. Her character's fantastic. I, the thing is, is like, that I was thinking as I was watching this and loving it, cause I just, we saw the first hour, is I'm like, how can they keep this up the whole season? And then I remembered, like, this is Ryan Murphy. We're gonna get like, four or five episodes in, and there's gonna be a huge twist. And, that's, kind of like what I'm worried about. Like, where is this going to go once the twist is introduced? But starting off, I'm really enjoying this season. I'm really, I really enjoyed this one. It's a love letter to, you know, Friday the 13th, Halloween. It really is. And I, and I loved it. I thought 
Billy Lord's fantastic. All the actors that were involved in this, you know, first episode, I, I thought that it was, it felt very faithful to watching like one of those eighties horror slasher films, but I'm, I'll give the first episode. I'll be honest with you. Had a great time with it. I'm going to give it a Tupperware. I'm very hesitant though on the full season. Like, I think we might get a couple more episodes like this. And then I think by the time we get to episodes four or five, halfway through the season, there's this twist that's going to be thrown out there. And that, that's, that's where this show is really going to be put to the test. <laughs> so we shall see. Jake, what did you think about, uh, American Horror Story 84? Yeah, I absolutely loved it too. I echo a lot of the stuff you said. It truly was a love letter to those like, 80s, you know, sleepaway camp movies, which, you know, I've always had a guilty pleasure for. Uh, I, I too agree that all the acting was just on point. Um, yeah, it just felt like those movies so much with those really, um, far back, like exterior shots of just the camp and the lake thrown in there, you yeah, know, to yeah. waste some time and stuff. Like I hadn't seen anything like that since those 80s movies. Um, I thought the intro was actually, you know, absolutely spectacular how they kind of morph it to whatever the theme is every year. And the mix of the horror and all the 80s tropes I thought was really well done in the music and hearing the iconic, you know, American Horror Story theme song. But 80s and synth out was, mm-hmm. was really neat. Yeah. yeah, I thought the acting was really great. I thought the, the cliffhanger of the pilot episode was a fantastic cliffhanger. And if, if this was one of those shows that you could just watch it all at once, there's no way I could have gotten away without watching at least one more episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and th- that's the thing, Jake. It's like Ryan Murphy signed like uh, that huge deal with Netflix and American horror story, of course, is not going to go to Netflix. That's going to continue to stay on FX for as long as that relationship goes forward. But like, that's the way that we're going to be watching Ryan Murphy stuff going forward. We're going to be able to binge Ryan Murphy stuff on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, there has been, Netflix has kind of said in the last recent weeks that they have been thinking about toying with doing certain shows week by week. Though, they've and I wonder if that- done it with, so far they've only done it with that, uh, that baking show, that British baking show. They've released that yeah, week to yeah. week. I just, I mean, this might be one of those things they do it with because Ryan Murphy is so good. I mean, this isn't the first time he's done really great cliffhangers in his television shows. You know, that'll kind of be a lost art of a Ryan Murphy show on Netflix. So maybe that is something they would consider doing. We'll see. I mean, it also might be a different way for him to tell a story, too, on Netflix. Yeah. Well, listen, at the end of the day, I think it's most likely it'll it'll be just you can stream all the episodes at once. But with a Ryan Murphy property, I wouldn't be surprised that they rolled the dice and took a gamble on it. I think Netflix should not do the week to week thing. I think Netflix should just keep doing what they're doing with the, with everything being a binge. That's just how they've always done it. I actually agree. Even though I I argue that I like the week to week more, I I think it's Netflix's thing at this point. It's like what people know Netflix for. And I think it's a little bit of a dick move to kind of go back on what's always been kind of your promise to people. Yeah. Do you hear that? Um, Ray, like the Battle at Big Rock, like they didn't release it like one minute every week. Like all eight minutes were available that you could have watched. You see, I didn't know that either when you sent me the message, you know. So I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I don't know if I want to watch minute by minute, you know. Oh, you thought it was only going to be a minute and you still didn't. Yeah, I, mean, I, was, I don't know. You know, it wouldn't get the full story, you know. After one minute. Yeah. My God, Ray. 
You were, you were, you, 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 you are just, you are one smug motherfucker. I, <laughs> I, I am fucking with you, dude. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to, sometimes I do go a little hard on, on new guests. Ryan, and I, and I, <laughs> it's fucking cool. You can go hard on me for that one. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I have, I appreciate you, Ray. I, I actually, I like that you you gave me a little fuel. You 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 gave me a little, you you lit my fire this episode. I got to, man. I got yeah. to get you all yeah. uh, browned up a little. Bit, yeah, man. that's. I'm sure that's what you were thinking when you when you lied when you lied to me and disregarded my message 100. percent This would be good for the show. <laughs> this would be good. <laughs> I've, I've, there's no chance in hell Brian will talk about skin deep for 20 minutes so I'll do this <laughs> the guys will appreciate the uh, the joke I brought and all yeah. the material yeah. no it's complete disregard and disrespect from Ray I, I'm going to watch this and I will update you. I got, I got, that's, that's my least favorite part of this whole thing. The only, the, there's the, the only time that I care about what you think about the battle at Big Rock is while I'm recording this. Like, after the show ends and I hit stop on the record, like, I don't give a fuck what you think about it, dude. It is the last thing on my mind. <laughs> Oh. You had you had one job, dude. One job. One eight minute job. <laughs> you fucked up, Ray. You fucked back to this. Oh, Ray. Hey, what'd you think about uh, American Horror Story eighty four, Ray? Oh shit! Um, I thought the acting was great, and I thought the way they filmed it with the it looked like an '80s show for a second. I liked that too. I just did. I thought it was. I know it was meant to be campy, and it felt cheesy. It didn't feel more. I wanted more horror, and I don't know. Have you never watched the 1980s like? Slasher no, film set in the fucking like like a like a like the like a camp like like this felt like that. I know I, I have, but and it got fucking brutal. Those those the, there's murders in this, Jake. That were that were seriously brutal, right? Yeah, there was one shot that really stuck up when the, the first murder, how it happens in between her pulling her shirt up in a POV shot. I thought yeah. that was brilliant. Yeah. yeah, and that was too. I just wasn't. I, I wanted more of the creepy horrorness, and it. it I, I don't know. I don't know if the campiness took me out of that for a minute or not. I thought uh, it was creepy. I mean, it, it was campy, but I thought Mister Jingles was creepy. Like he never spoke, yeah. and the whole thing was creepy to me. I just I couldn't get into this like um past. Ah, Mr. Jingles reminded me of like Mike Myers. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I didn't feel I didn't feel afraid about this and maybe I, I I don't know I just it didn't it didn't make me afraid it didn't make me go whole you know it just didn't capture me like the other seasons. Have oh man, past. no, it's but not I about it's like not everything though. It's not really about for me it's not really about being fearful. It's about the nostalgic feelings that I have when I was a young kid watching 
you know, Friday the 13th and, and Halloween. Like this is Ryan Murphy's take on that. And that like, you know, like there were times where like when they, when they hit that, uh, that guy on the road with their vehicle, I was just like, yeah. like what that, that, that hitchhiker, when they hit him, I was just like, I laughed and I was, it felt like it was such like a Texas chainsaw massacre kind of like <laughs> moment, you know, like something you'd see in like, in like the Texas chainsaw massacre films. It was, this was such a love letter to like all the horror movies, slasher films that I kind of grew up with that I had to really appreciate it for that. So I know that there's a twist coming from Ryan Murphy, but yeah. right now I'm just really falling in love with like how everything's being filmed how like you know the billy lord character is like such a character that we've seen in like you know these types of movies like that sexually awoken character you know like you've got the one girl who's like the really like she even makes the joke of like uh the the what was it the last american virgin which is like that's a 1980s movie like when she said that i was like i was like I've seen that movie and like the Billy Lord character is like that, you know, she's like the free spirit, sexually awakened, you know, eighties, you know, girl. And, and like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you watched Ray, but this was, this was fantastic. I thought it was I great. Didn't like it. I mean, I didn't say, Hey, you don't like it. You know, I just didn't. And, and you know what it makes me a, the 80s references I like in this a lot. I yeah. just hope they don't beat us over the head with that in, in the, you know, later episodes. You know? I don't know. It's just yeah. feel natural, I guess, you know? I guess. It's one of those things where, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're watching something that's set in the 80s and the 90s, I just kind of expect it now. Like it, you know, fucking Stranger Things season three with the Coke two. What is it? The, yeah, the Coke two shit. And, you know, I don't know. That's just something that just comes to the territory, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not that over the top. It's, you know. I think it's, it's in the clothes. Straight. It wasn't, no. It's in the right. clothes and the music, right? Yeah, I thought they did a pretty good job of not like that's that kind of that kind of shit drives me crazy too. Where it's like, here's all these '80s references. Oh, look, there's some trapper keepers. Blah blah blah. And I, you know, I I thought this show was actually pretty decent about that stuff. I mean, yeah. It, I thought the hair and the clothes were really good, and it wasn't yes. like we're drinking tab, mm, you know. And I, I thought it was. I thought <laughs> I it was well done. Episodes to just beat us over the head with all these references because I just wanted this show that we haven't you even know, seen the later episodes. Yeah, I, I know, I know we haven't, but I just wait, wait, wait. yeah. What are you talking about, fine. right? I just didn't. I don't know. I felt some type. Of, I was wide. I was like, I, it, maybe it was the way they filmed it. So I was like, I hope this is just. It feels natural throughout the, the way that the they filmed it. It felt like I was actually watching something that was filmed in the eighties, which was fantastic. I don't want to watch. Like I, I appreciated that. I don't want it. Like I don't want like fucking four K HD with, with something that's supposed to feel like it's coming out of like nineteen eighty four. It looked like it was filmed in nineteen eighty four. I just didn't. I liked. Like I said, I liked it. I just was fearful that maybe they, they would beat us over the head later on in the episodes with more references that I was going to be like, okay, this is too much. This is too much of the 80s references. You know, you're already filming it and make it look like 80s. 
film or show. You know, you're already so. You're acting like fucking Pee Wee Herman and Alf made cameos in this first episode. Like Weird Al Yankovic <laughs> fucking ran through the episode. <laughs> Max Headroom. Came Max Headroom was like, yeah, 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 like like doing his fucking. <laughs> <laughs> You're like beating this show up for things that didn't happen to yeah, you. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe yeah. too hard on it, dude. There's yeah. a. What about that episode where Max Headroom's fucking, uh, is, you know, hanging out at Orange Julius? You know, like what? what it what's it up could that? happen. I'm afraid it might happen. Yeah, I'm afraid that they might have a scene with uh, fucking mi- <laughs> Mr. T having sex with uh, the Night Rider guy. You know, with Hoff. You know, they might be. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, right? You're just making just- shit up. No, I just didn't. Like I said, I, I liked it. I didn't hate this at all. I didn't hate it. I just yeah. I didn't love it either. You know. But, oh, I've heard. I've heard. You know. you, I've heard you say that seventeen times, Ray. Yeah, trust me. I know. <laughs> uh, you, you. Uh, hold on, Jake. He liked it, but he didn't love it. Right, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> He was fearful. Yeah. Even more eighty seconds later. <laughs> I, like I said, I wanted more. I guess I wanted more horror in this first episode, and I didn't get all that. You know, I think the campiness maybe took, took that took that out. Of there. I'm I didn't hor- have enough horror. I'm horrified by uh, most of your opinions, Ray. As well, you should be. I think I think Ray hates me. Oh, <laughs> I'm fucking with you, Ray. Yeah, man. I uh, Jesus, we gotta ramp up good pop, bad pop. This is stupid. Um, yeah. So, American Horror Story. What, what are you gonna rate it, Ray? What's your rating? I'm gonna taste it. You taste it. You tasted it. Jake, what you you did you Tupperware it? Yeah, it was a Tupperware for me. This oh. was one of the best pilots of the are, series, I thought. Are you are you worried about the Ryan Murphy twist though? Where this could go? I'm not. As long as it's not like something real dumb. Like as long as it's not like, oh, we're all actors making an eighties movie and now the real jingle man is after us. That's one of the rumors that's out there on Reddit, man. Oh, yeah. that, that seems so blasé. Like, I, I would be shocked if that's what happens. Yeah, that's one of the rumors that's out there. So we'll see. Um, I got a chance to um, watch uh, Shutter. The network Shutter sent me the screener for the new Creep Show series that's going to be premiering uh, September 26th, which is Thursday. Um, they sent me the screener for the first episode. And uh, so I was able to watch that yesterday, <clears throat> and I can talk about it now because the embargo has been lifted. They lifted the embargo on even talking about it on the 16th. There's a few things that I can't get into, but um, th- watching this <laughs> this screener was a little ridiculous, Jake. They like like I understand that they don't want multiple people sharing this so other people can watch it but like listen to what I had to go through so to watch the screener I had to I had to click on a link in an email that they sent me and then I had to click on a link on the site to send me another email so like once I clicked on that link it took me to a site and then that site sent me another email. And then from Ridiculous. the from the link in hold on. From the link in that email, I had to download an app on my phone. <laughs> and then I had to enter a code from the email 
into the app, and then I had two minutes to enter in the code. Otherwise, I had to do this all over again. So, like, once I entered the code in, it's into, like mission fucking impossible. It's crazy. In the background, it's fucking crazy. Once I entered the code into the app, the app would then give me another code that I would enter into the website, and then that would finally give me access to the show. Dun, 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 I had to, it was insane. It it probably took me like it took like one day. I just abandoned this because I was like, this is just too much. I'm just. Gonna, Ray would have never watched. This. No, eight minutes. He no. would have been like. He would have been <laughs> like. Even, oh my god! It started. Fucking. He, eight seconds and Ray would have been out. He would have been like, uh-uh. Uh, no. Yeah, I'm like, nah, it's okay. No. Yes. I don't care. Uh, zero preparation from you, Ray. Zero. Zero, sir. Zero. Yeah, again, the dinosaur. Again, again, again with your bullshit excuses. I want you to take ownership for just being a lazy fuck that didn't take eight minutes out of his time to watch you know, a dinosaur ate my phone you know oh god right you you're you're a ridiculous <laughs> human being at this point yeah the joke's got to be better than that if you're going to use it for apologies. yeah right yeah I, I'm, I'm gonna watch it brian i told you i'm gonna watch it i don't give a fuck now ray i don't get I, like seriously like if you fucking send me a message that you've watched it i'm gonna block you on every form of social media i do not give a fuck what you do with this short from this moment on, it was this moment on this show that you needed to watch that short. I don't give a fuck what you do. Fuck it a week from now, two weeks from now, battle at Big Rock. I don't give a battle at Big Fuck what you do with this fucking short from this moment forward. I don't give a fuck what your thoughts are on it. I want to know what your thoughts were on it today when I gave you the goddamn assignment. All right? All right? And I don't want your bullshit excuses. All right. Just take ownership for being a fuck up. All right, Ray. <laughs> Brian, I'm sorry about this one. I'm, you know, from the bottom of my my heart, Brian. I'm sorry about this one. I, I will make this up to you. Oh, I will watch this for you, Brian. I, well, you are not listening to me. You have not heard a fucking word I've said. How are you still married? I do not understand this. You have not listened to a word I've said. I thought he was actually going to say something that was going to like make you feel better about it. He's like, oh, don't, He's don't, don't worry, you know. Brian. I'm still going to watch it. Ray, I don't give a fuck if you ever watch it now. And if you do watch it, I never want to hear about it. You were supposed to watch it for today. So making it up to me and watching it now does nothing. It does nothing. All right? Not zero. Are we on the same page now, Ray? Now we are, Brian. Do you yeah. still not get it? I, I, you know what, Brian? I'm going to tell you about watching this. You know, I won't even tell you all. I don't care. Ray, I don't – I I, on, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you – I hope you, when you do watch it, you lose – your vision. I hope you go blind. I. <laughs> oh, this got dark. It's gonna go. It's going real dark. <laughs> it's gonna go. It's gonna go dark for Ray too when he can't see after this one. And it's funny that your name's Ray, and there was a guy named Ray Charles, and he was also blind. You guys are gonna have a lot in common. Yes, we will. Yeah. Yes. We will. Just 
I, Ray, I honestly, like you fucked up. You had one. And like, he keeps, Jake, he keeps saying like, inside, he's not even listening. He's like, I'm going to make it up to you, Brian. I'm going to watch it. It's like, I don't, dude, I don't care what you do. <laughs> I, dude, like, like, I don't care what you do now. You're supposed to watch it before the episode. And he's like, he's Jake. He's like, I'm gonna don't, I'm gonna do it. Like he gives, like he actually thinks, like I fucking care what his thoughts are on this. Post this episode, like, dude, don't waste my time. <laughs> I do not give a fuck what Ray's fucking five second thoughts were on Battle at Big Rock. Post episode three hundred two, I don't care. Jake, do you care? Would you like? Would you would you anxiously be waiting that episode? Like, oh, this. Thanks, Ray. You did. You were right. You made it up to me. Thank you. Yeah, the episode is unsalvageable at this point, and that's the least that can be done to help it. Wow. Oh God. Yeah. No, it's like I would get back on here, you know, a week from now, and be like, man, Ray was right. He sure did make it up to me. He said. He, <laughs> He, he sent me his thoughts at Battle at Big Rock a week. Like, Jesus Christ. Moving on. I saw, I saw a creep show. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we were talking about <laughs> We've we, we just been, Jay, I have just been beating this guy up about I don't know this. if we've ever beat up a guest more than we beat up Ray. <laughs> It's, it's his, it's, it's, it hasn't, he's been so smug about it. It, There's never been like this, like moment where I felt like Ray was like, yeah, I did fuck up. I probably should have watched that. He's just been like, well, you know, dinosaurs, you know, it's like that. No, that is not what I need to hear from you right now. (laughs) Yeah. I have no sympathy for that either because I I felt the same way. Dinosaurs. No, it's not. No, it's not dinosaurs. It's, it's just fucking take ownership for being a fuck up, Ray. (laughs) I fucked this up, Brian. You know, I fucked this up. I'm sorry, man. I don't, Jake. I don't know if I'm buying it. I don't know if I, if there was any remorse. <laughs> there's still, there's still like a little tinge. There's, you know what I mean. That's smugness. There's no smugness in there, Brad. Remorse. Don't worry, Brian. I'm gonna make it up to you. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> I'll message you tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks. Ooh, Ray. I'm waiting with bated breath. I can't wait to hear your thoughts about it. <laughs> you guys were right. This was great. <laughs> yeah, wow. Thank you, fucking 24 hours late, Ray. <laughs> All right, creep show. Anyway, what, I don't even want to talk. <laughs> I hate this episode. Yeah, no news this this episode. Just two more hours of beating up Ray. (laughs) (laughs) This is terrible. It's It's not a good one. Look what you started, Ray. Eight minutes. <laughs> Look what he didn't start. Eight minutes. Eight minutes, and you could have avoided all this. Eight minutes. Eight minutes, and 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 like the worst excuse ever. Like so horrible. <laughs> and you kept going back I, I to it. I forgot is better. It's like yeah, like I forgot. Like I'm sorry. Like I just forgot. But you're just like 
you're 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 like no i'm gonna stick to this well it's dinosaurs thing and like you were just you were holding on to that weren't you and then (laughs) (laughs) brian i fucked this up i'm not even gonna make any more excuses you know you know fuck this up oh Oh, boy yeah it's a it's a terrible episode but it's still (sighs) god it's like it's like um you know like Rebecca, I give Rebecca an assignment. She pulls through. She comes through. She takes it seriously. Entire movies, no less. Entire movies. Entire movies. <laughs> I give fucking Ray one thing. Dude, that's all I sent him. I literally, like, that's the only thing that I fucking sent him. I didn't tell him he had to watch anything else. There was literally nothing else that I sent him saying, like, you have to do this. Listen, I was hoping that. that was the one thing you weren't going to send me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you still came. you still came through for me. Like a champ, like a goddamn champ, and then this fucking ragamuffin comes in here with this fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? With nothing, with nothing, oh, man. God, creep show. <laughs> that makes you laugh every time. <laughs> the the Ray, the the Ray hit job. Right back to a mentioning creep show. Do you think? Do you, are there other? Hold on. Has there ever been another podcast that has had like <laughs> not watch something so trivial, like so trivial, like just an eight minute short, and then the host just can't let it go and just continues to berate said guest. Throughout the entire episode, has this ever happened before, Jake? No, I mean maybe on a previous episode of PCL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. I'm really, I'm really excited to see kind of what the repercussions fall of this are. Will Ray be like another Sarah and never speak to us again and oh. block us on all social media? Or did she block or, you too? I don't know. Well, she, I think she, so. she unfriended Someone me. Oh yeah, yeah, it happens. Oh, okay. Yeah. She unfriended me. I don't know if she that. Yeah, Ray, you won't be the first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wasn't even thinking that. I was still, I thought you were gonna say, Jake. I thought someone's going, you know, send you guys an iTunes review, like, dude, why I did just, you guys fuck with Ray so much? You know, dude, Two I'll tell you, no one's shit. gonna vindicate you, Ray. Don't even think about it. Oh, oh god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> we start if we start getting <laughs> iTunes <laughs> reviews oh, for like, man, why are man. you, why are you so mean to Ray? <laughs> I am gonna. <laughs> Fuck! Yeah. I am gonna fucking lose my shit. <laughs> Please don't fucking sit the eyes of me about that bullshit. Man, <laughs> fucking man. Creep show. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Every time. I uh, I did. I watched Creep Show. It comes out on the twenty sixth. Uh, the first episode. Uh, keep in mind, like what I watched was not all the effects were finished. But to be quite honest with you. Everything looked pretty good as far as the effects go. Um, the episodes are actually broken down into – this first episode was broken down into two short stories. Um, the first story was uh, Stephen King's story, Gray Matter. Um, it was adapted by Byron Willinger and Philip de Blasi. And this first episode, this first short was directed by Greg Nicotero. The second short was called The House of the Head, and that was written by Josh Mallerman and directed by John Harrison. Um, there's going to be – 
multiple episodes that are coming out um, throughout the season. I'm not sure exactly how many episodes are coming out, or am I? Um, yeah, I don't know how many episodes are coming out, but I do have a list of stories that that are going to be coming out. Um, a lot of these are going to be directed by uh, Greg Nicotero, and if you're familiar with him, he's like highly involved with um, the uh, The Walking Dead. He does a lot of the special effects and the makeup effects on The Walking Dead, and he's directed many episodes of The Walking Dead. Um, Gray Matter is the story of after the death of a loved one, a drinking habit becomes insatiable. The story is by Stephen King, and this is uh, basically it's a it's a father and son, and um, uh, the father is an alcoholic, and the father drinks, 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 and drinks, and drinks this beer called Harrow's. I believe it. What is it? Is it called Harrow's? Yeah, Harrow's beer. And um, starts to change. There's kind of like a change that happens to the father throughout the drinking, and then it becomes kind of like a horror story. Um, it was fine. It was fine. I can't get into too many spoilers. It was fine. I'm going to give like that episode a taste it. Um, it stars um, Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad is in that episode. Tobin Bell is also in there and Christopher Nathan. It's fine. I actually preferred like the second episode, which had like lesser names in it. Like you don't have like a Giancarlo Esposito in the second episode. I preferred the second episode, the second short much more than I did the, the first one. It was, um, uh, it started, uh, started David Shea and Kaylee Fleming. It was called House of the Head and it was a little girl <clears throat> and her parents had, um, a dollhouse, like this custom dollhouse made for her. Beautiful dollhouse. Like, and so she would open up the door to the dollhouse and she had a family inside there that she would like create little stories with and she named them the Smith Smiths. And she opens up the door one day and the family has moved from where she left them. And she looks and she sees like the parents on their bed looking worried. And then the son, Ethan, is in his bedroom with the covers on his bed pulled up over his face like he's scared. And then when you look in the dining room, there's a decapitated head on the table. And as the story progresses, like, you find out that this dollhouse is haunted and she's watching this kind of story unfold with the Smith Smiths, this family that she really cares about, that like her toys. And so she actually goes back to the doll maker and has she it's very cool. Um, she buys a police officer doll that she puts in there to help protect them. And what happens to all police officers once they enter a house that's been haunted? They they die. And like that. These are the kind of things like, you know, so it's like she goes back and she wants to get like a like a priest or a rabbi doll to help protect the Smith Smiths. It's a, it's a fun story. I am going to give the first like story, the the gray matter one, the Stephen King story. I'll give it a taste it. I'll give um House of the Head a high taste it. This is and each each of these stories, like it's all filmed in live action, but like there's panels, like where they 
where there's parts of it they make it look like comic book panels before they actually uh, show you the, the live action stuff, which is very cool. Um, and uh, you get at, like the character of the creep is not as big a deal in this as like you would like if you're watching Tales from the Crypt with the Crypt Creeper, but the creep is in this. But um, it's something I'm going to continue to watch. I, I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, Shutter is now not on Verve anymore, Jake. Uh, it's been removed for Verve. So you have to buy a Shutter account now. How, how expensive is that? About you can do it for a year, and you save money. It comes to about four seventy five a month. I think you pay like sixty bucks for the year, or you can do it for five ninety nine a month. Yeah, shit. I don't know if that's. You really got to be into horror, I guess, to want to. Yeah, I think you do. That kind of limits it. I think they were better off being part of someone's package. I think they were part of somebody's package to wet people's palates. Mm. I think that they need to, I think that Shudder needs to combine with the AMC premium service. I think that's smart. Yep, that'd be a good idea. Because Shudder's owned by AMC, if they just kind of like combine their forces and you could, it's like a one-stop shop for like, you know, Breaking Bad, Mad Men, you know, Walking Dead, and I'm sure Mad Men's probably on another service that they've licensed it to, but like once they can get it back or whatever, like have it all there in one spot, and then you know. So I don't know. I I enjoyed Creep Show. I thought I think that it's worth a watch if you want to watch the first episode of Creep Show, uh, but you don't want to pay for the Shutter service. You can do a seven day free trial, so they'll give you seven days to check out the service and while you're there check out a movie that's now in theaters called tigers are not afraid which is something i've been hearing rave reviews about which i'm going to be watching here shortly i wanted to watch it before this episode but you know like ray i couldn't find you know the time to watch it that movie's probably longer than eight minutes there brian (laughs) No, it's like it's like a bunch of eight minutes combined. Like if you took maybe twenty eight minutes and put them, all those eight minutes together, Ray, then it would yeah, be like I, the I length got of that. You, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I just I don't like your smugness. <laughs> you're so smug when you're trying to your smugness about not watching. Right, I need your forgiveness, man. Oh, oh. You need something from me? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on here, Ray. You need something from me? Can I take you, can I take you back a few days, Ray, when I needed something from you? All intentions What did I, hold on, hold on, hold on, Ray. What did I need from you, sir? What did I need from you on Wednesday, sir? I was getting there, Brian. You know, I was, I was getting there, man. I, I fucked up. We should have taken a week. We should have taken this week off. So <laughs> watch the Jurassic Park. You <laughs> <laughs> needed more time. I, did. I mean, I didn't have enough time for the, you know, it's. You know. I think you need I'm more time. Up. You need more time to formulate your bullshit excuses, sir. That's what you need. You need a little bit more time. 
to formulate your excuses and your lies. Because you have turned this podcast into a den of lies this week, sir. Brian, I, I just needed just eight more minutes of time. All right. Huh? <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, you told him we were going to start at 6.08, and then he didn't have time to watch it. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, guys. Oh, man, you're killing me, Ray. You're fucking sorry killing me. Let's, uh, let's talk about... Uh, Talk about taking a. Let's talk about taking an eight-minute break, Ray. How about that? Would you no, like? It, I could use that. Would you like an eight-minute break, and then we'll come back. We'll talk about Ad Astra, and then we'll move on into news. How's that sound, guys? Oh, shit, I'm gonna get like a twenty-minute break. What do you mean? <laughs> it was a joke. I'm not seeing Ad Astra. <laughs> oh, he could see. He could see Ad Astra in the theater, Jake. He could take two hours to watch Ad Astra, but he could take. He could give me eight minutes. He just watches. He's like the fucking force of weather. He just does what he wants. Dude, I keep harping on this. I need to stop. I, I, Ray, I actually, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no please. You can, you can keep harping on this. Eight minutes. I should have gave you eight minutes of my time, bro. You know, of, of the of the show's time too. You know, I'm fucking this up, man. He'll watch it later. Make it up for us. No, oh, yeah. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Ray. Keep me, keep, keep me up to date on that, Ray. Please so waste my time with that fucking email. I swear to I swear to Christ, if you fucking if you fucking send me, and I don't I have, I don't ever want to know your thoughts on Battle at Big Rock. I will flip the fuck out on you if you. I will, I'll make it up to you, bro. You fucking you try to make it up to me, Ray. I will fucking I will lose my shit on you. I will fucking go ballistic. Don't you ever tell me your thoughts on Battle at Big Rock. I don't care if you ever watch it, dude. I don't care, Jake. He thinks he, it was cute that he actually thought like if he watched it in the future, like that would make it up to me. Like that's what I want. Like, like in the future, like if he watched it, like that would be like, oh wow, you did it. I don't, I don't, dude, like battle at Big Rock and, and you at this point, like I don't care if that ever happens. And if it does have, I don't want to hear about it. Like the only time I wanted to hear about it was like the moments that we're recording right now. But like that, that didn't happen, Ray. You didn't make that happen. So to like make it happen later on, it's just, it's a slap in the face. It's a sl- <laughs> <laughs> I am taking this way too far. <laughs> no, I lost the battle of Big Rock, you know? What? I lost that battle. I don't give a fuck if you ever watch it, Ray. I do not care. <laughs> If you ever watch it, you do, dude, if you never watch it, it will never affect me. Do you, do do you understand that? (laughs) I don't think he gets it. Like, I still think that he thinks, like, if he watches it and tells me about his experience of watching it, that it'll make it all up to me. (laughs) I don't think he gets it. No, I don't think he gets it either. I don't no, he either. will get it. You get, hey Ray, you watch it, man. If you watch by it, the you watch. No, by the yeah, yeah, you watch it, buddy. Yeah, you watch it and you tell me all about it and you see what happens. Okay, <laughs> you do that. You do that. That was my plan. That's that a good, yeah. That's a good idea, you know? Ray. That's a good idea. That's a <laughs> just, that's a good idea, dude. You tell me all about it, man. We will I'm have that. 
Yeah, you watch it as soon as we do, as soon as we get done recording, Ray. You watch it. Oh, I can't. Yeah, we're good. We're <laughs> we're all we're all settled up, aren't we, buddy? All settled up. You made up for it. You did it. You did it, Ray. Oh boy, sad day for PCL. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Ray, you fucking broke this episode, dude. I, I, I know, man. The, the, the leftover armies, they're coming for me. I know, okay. I feel it. I like I said, they're rogue. Don't play us if they come after you. I know, now they're coming for me, though. Look at this, look at this shit. Look at this shit. I will watch it before the podcast. Look at it. Look at that shit. He even sounds smug there, doesn't he, Jake? <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. It hasn't sent yet on my end. <laughs> I'm gonna screenshot. I'll send it to you. I don't want to be very dependent. Lies. Oh boy. Lies. Let's take a Jake. I'm sorry. I I, I want to actually. I wanna don't pl- apologize to me. Yeah. I just want- <laughs> Hey, Jake, I'm sorry for not watching this shit. There's the apology we need. I'm sorry, bro. I'm not watching this shit, man. No, no, no. Why don't you, no, why don't you go back to your original excuse, huh? Your, 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 your little cute excuse about, ooh, dinosaurs. You know, why don't you go back to that, Ray? Huh? What happened to that? Huh? What happened to your smug bullshit from before? Huh? <laughs> what happened to that guy? What happened to that guy, huh? Where'd he go? Uh, yeah. Where'd he go? Huh? I'm feeling like, you know, you're right, Brian. I'll fuck this Don't up. you ever ask me for a favor, Ray. Don't you, <laughs> don't you ever, don't you dare. Don't you dare ever ask me for a favor. Ever. Okay? It's gonna go, I'm telling you, it's gonna go unfulfilled. It ain't happening. It ain't happening, man. My life, Brian. Huh? I, I owe you eight minutes of my life. I do. Ray, we've been through this. We've been through this. There's no, you can't make it up. All right, you did what you. Uh, let's yeah, take we a. Should, we should probably stop. Since there's nothing that could be done, we should probably stop beating him up. <laughs> I can't let it go. At least for at least for a few minutes, <laughs> so we can break and drink a glass of water. Here. I can't let it go. I can't. No, I don't blame. He's, he's so smug about it. He's <laughs> so smug. It's driving me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's let's, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with... I don't know. You, oh, I get the super giggles. Ray, now. Ray, you have devolved this show to like a point where I've—I don't think I've ever been at this point before, <laughs> ever. I think. Damn. I'm serious. Yeah. I'm serious right now. I'm serious. Listen, just like if you're gonna if if you. Let's take a break. I can't do this anymore, Jake. I can't do this. I can't do this. Watch it again. What the fuck? What did you just say to me? If I could, I, I would watch this again. The uh, eight minutes that I, again, I, I would watch it. If I could undone this, I would watch it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Empty promises. Empty promises. Huh? Yep. 
Oh yeah. Couch. I'm, I'm, the couch oh, is ready for me. Oh, don't guess, huh? don't don't worry, baby. I love you. I'm gonna stop drinking. I'm gonna stop drinking. <laughs> yeah. Later that night. <laughs> Don't I ain't drunk, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're hearing about how she fell down the stairs. Where'd, you, where, where'd those bruises come from, Nancy? Oh, I fell down the stairs. Again. Again. Again, Nancy? Again? Again with the stairs? You know, Ray? Uh, that's... <laughs> Right. <laughs> Definitely uh, break, break, break. <laughs> Taking a break, Ray. I, I'm done with you, Ray. All right, done with. I'm done with listening to your lies and your excuses. All right. Okay, Ike Turner. Will happen again, right? Oh, I, I trust me. I know it won't happen again. I'm like 100 percent confident that it won't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely won't happen again. We'll be right back. Creep show. That was a good break. I needed that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. The fantastic eight-minute break. What you say, Jake? Yeah, it was good. It was good. I'm looking forward to you guys talking about this movie I haven't seen so I can let it ride a little longer. Ad Astra. We saw Ad Astra. Uh, this is... Uh, let's see here. Wait. Yeah. Astronaut Roy McBride undertakes a mission across an unforgiving solar system to uncover the truth about his missing father and his doomed expedition that now, 30 years later, threatens the universe. Uh, just in case you were wanting to know, Ad Astra is Latin for To the Stars. That's what it means. And uh, it's directed by uh, James Gray. He directed We Own the Night and the, uh, the Lost City of Z. I haven't, surprisingly... Great reviews for The Lost City of Z. Haven't seen Lost City of Z. That's the uh, Charlie Hunnam movie. I believe it's available on Amazon Prime. Uh, haven't seen that one. This one stars Brad Pitt, Tommy Lee Jones, uh, Ruth Nega from Preacher, uh, Donald Sutherland. And uh, Ray, what, what, what were your thoughts about uh, Ad Astra? Oh yeah, there we go. Uh, all that, space all those, space all those thoughts from Ray. Oh yeah, there he is. There he is, Jake. Me? There he is. Uh, yeah, what's your, what's your thoughts there, Ray? So yeah, my favorite space movies like Interstellar. I like the, you know, the, the time travel in the space and mechanics of that movie. I know it's a little long, but I really love Interstellar. You know, that, that's a tough word for me. Um, going into see Ad Astra, I was the trailers. I you know was very excited. I watched it 
quite a few times the different you know the trailers on YouTube and stuff. I seen it, I seen it in the theaters the trailer. I was watching Hustler last week, so I'm very excited to see this movie and like Brad Pitt back in the interesting role here as an astronaut. The visuals look great in you know, the trailers. Um, I seen this on Thursday opening night, not in IMAX. I wish I would seen it in IMAX. Um, a small crowd. I would from the five minutes into the movie, I was engaged and hooked the whole way through. Um, this is a movie about like fathers and, and sons, in, in my opinion. It's a movie about not. It's about isolation, and it's a movie about finding out who you are. The visuals in this movie are stunning. Um, there was a scene on the moon when they first get to the moon that it had this very sci-fi cyberpunk vibe to it. And it was really cool. And, um, Brian, it was when they, uh, first fell off the spaceship and went to the moon. And it was like, it was, and they were inside the, the hub, I guess you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I don't, was there? I don't know if there was a name for it in the movie, but um, when you seen all the people and they were moving around, that, that was very you know. Yeah, it was like a, yeah. I mean, there, there was a subway sandwich shop. Correct. There. Yeah, that was really cool. The acting, I thought that Brad Pitt put on this performance was just fucking excellent, man. Um, I thought he did a damn good job. The acting that Tommy Lee did in this too was just was really great too. Um, Oh fuck, man! I'm, I'm giving this a separate. Right? I, 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 what do you think about this, man? I don't, uh, I don't want to spoil this much. Sure, yeah, I don't want to get into too many spoilers either. To be quite honest with you, I I felt like this was a movie that's kind of. I, I was I was really looking forward to this one. I thought the trailers looked fantastic. Um, I felt like they could have left out the whole love story between him and, uh, you know. Um, Liv Tyler until it did make sense at the end which so there was payoff there but as I'm watching it I'm like "Ah, this is just not working but there was payoff at the end and the end kind of felt like a little bit of uh, the dark night rises to me with like that whole thing but that'll make sense if if you see this movie I this movie bored me to fucking tears, man. Really? I, yeah, I was bored to tears throughout the entire two hours that I had to sit through at this thing. I, I was engaged a little bit at the beginning. I thought the moon stuff that was the most uh, interesting to me was like the whole space pirates ordeal. Yes. I, I thought that that was fun. I felt like once we that the space pirates were interesting on the moon. I was like, that's that's very cool. Um, the when he gets into the shuttle later and then there's the action sequences that take place i was like this is very cool the music was very cool in those scenes this movie was just slow and plotting and it, i was bored to tears throughout most of this movie um this is like it reminded me of like, and I'm not a fan. Jake, did you ever see Solaris? 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 No, I did not. It, it bored me to tears as well. And like, this was like not as bad as that, but like, it was just very 
I was bored throughout most of this movie. That's not good. To me, that's the worst sin of a movie. And so I'm going to give this one a low taste. It It is something that I will never watch again. Um, I just, it was just not. I'm surprised you even low tasting it. Yeah. I, (laughs) it's weird. Like we got that whole, the monkey scene made no sense to me. Yes. Like it, like it just out of nowhere, we get this bizarre monkey scene, and then I don't know. I this movie just did not work for me, and I, yeah, I I did not like this one. So I thought the, the twist in this movie was um, not what I thought it was going to be. But I, I really enjoyed it. it. It was it was a grounded, more sci-fi movie that I really I, I enjoyed that. That was more grounded. I think you know it didn't really have too much things that make you think about too much. You know, it didn't have like uh, I don't. Know, it didn't have anything that was like could this happen twenty years from now? I mean, a lot of this stuff I can see later on. You know, twenty, fifty. You know, not twenty, maybe fifty or a hundred years from now. You know. It, it was more grounded. I think I like that a lot about this movie, you know. And I like just the the struggle that Brad Pitt's character had. You know, I like how you know he was struggling to find out who he was, and, and maybe in, in struggling to find out who his father was too throughout this movie. I just and see how I don't know. You know the, I, I like that the whole thing about like his like you know heart rate and not going past eighty beats per minute or whatever the fuck it was, and how calm he was, and like. And then, you know, I'm, I, I, I don't want to get into this one too much because I really didn't enjoy it, to be quite honest with you. It, there's not a lot that I can sit here and rave about. Um, I did see this one in IMAX. So, you know, it sounded great and the visuals looked really cool at certain points. But uh, to be quite honest with you, like this is I was falling asleep throughout this movie i was bored to tears and i wished that i would have stayed home and watched the battle of big rock 20 more times as opposed to watching this movie (laughs) so yeah Yeah, i like this i enjoy this a lot so that's my take on that one there we go big fan not so big a fan of ad astra and uh yeah, uh, let's move on into the pop culture leftovers news. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's the leftover news, and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangster as fuck, yo. In quick news, uh, Big Mouth season three is going to premiere on October fourth. So if you're a big fan of Big Mouth, I am. I love the first two seasons. And uh, the season three premiere is going to be October 4th. And if you remember where season two left off, uh, it's going to be very exciting if season three picks up exactly where season two left off. Shit's Creek is going to return for the sixth and final season on January 7th on Pop TV. So I just did a Shit's Creek season five watch on Pop TV for the first time. And I just, I binged that within a few days and had a great time watching it. I, I, I absolutely love 
Shit's Creek, one of the funniest fucking sitcoms that's out there right now. If you aren't watching Shit's Creek and you don't have Pop TV, don't worry. Go to Netflix. You can watch the first four seasons are available now, and you can watch the fifth season on Netflix very soon. And I highly recommend it. If you love Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, uh, Chris Elliott, this is yeah, something. This is probably the show I'm most embarrassed to have not watched yet. I'm telling you, Jake, you're gonna not only you're gonna fall, uh, you're gonna love those characters. You're gonna you're gonna love who they play. You're gonna love those actors. But you're gonna fall in love with Dan Levy. Dan Levy, Eugene Levy's biological son, is the star of this show. He's absolutely fantastic, and you're gonna fall in love with him. He is so fucking great in this show. So I highly recommend people watch Shit's Creek on um, on Netflix and Pop TV. News from Dark Horizons, a new poll conducted by Morning Consult and The Hollywood Reporter indicates that nearly 60% of people would prefer fewer trailers to play in front of a film at the cinema. I've kind of yeah, noticed no this. I've kind of noticed this, that like when I go to the movies, like I have to add like an additional 20 to 25 minutes to my experience because of all the trailers that precede the actual movie. Um, the article goes on to say, at present, national theater chains like AMC, Regal, and Cinemark average between five to eight trailers before a motion picture, along with concession promos, safety instructions, and third-party ads. Now, here's the thing. I've noticed that like, if I go see a movie that's an hour and a half, they even add – it feels like they add more trailers to an hour and a half film. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. It's it's kind of the point where trailers used to be my favorite thing about movies, mm-hmm. and now I purposely show up late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's so many of them right now. It's just uh, – why do you think that is right now, that we're getting so many – trailers about you know, movies and then you're right you're getting concession ads and then safety ads and stuff like that because people aren't going to the movies and they want to wet your palate to actually go back out to the theater according to the survey 59 percent of responders said that one to three trailers were ideal while 21 percent preferred four to six five percent would prefer no trailers and only three percent liked seven or more like that's pretty revealing Jake, fifty nine percent of responders said that one to three trailers were ideal. Yeah, it sh- that's exactly what it should be. I've gone to special screenings. If you go to like a special screening of like a movie, like when I went and saw the pre release, the Amazon release of like Aquaman or like the early release of Bumblebee for the Bumblebee there were no trailers before it the movie just fucking started for Aquaman it was like one trailer or something like a special announcement or something and then the movie started and it was it was great like I love don't get me wrong like I love going and watching like you know a trailer for the first time like if I've seen like if I go to a movie and I watch like you know I remember seeing like the Queen and Slim trailer for the first time being like, oh my God, this looks great. I actually saw a trailer last weekend when, before I saw Hustlers about a movie and it was, uh, I don't know if the trailer's even been released. I can't remember the name of the trailer, but it feels like it's like a Blumhouse film. It's a, it's an, it's a, a movie about an app 
where the app tells you when you're going to die, how much longer, how long you have to live. So like there's an, a counter on your phone and like when it gets down to zero, that's when you're going to die. And, um, you know, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I was happy to see that, but like, here's the thing. It's like, and I get it. Like not everybody goes to the movies. So when for me, it's kind of frustrating when I have to watch like the Goldfinch trailer for like the twentieth time, <laughs> but like for somebody else that's never seen the Goldfinch trailer or whatever, seeing it that they want to make sure that they put it in front of as many people as they can, so they can get more people in seats. Um, but I don't know. It's it does seem like it is a problem when I have to add anywhere between 20 to 25 minutes of of time that I'm sitting there in the theater where I could be. And here's the thing, Jake, like you showing up late is fine if you have a reserved seat. But yeah, you, yeah, but, that's that's perfectly true. That, that's exactly right. But you showing up late to a theater that doesn't have reserved seats you might not be able to get that choice seat that you wanted, you know? Cause like I preferably like to sit somewhere in the middle, not all the way in the back, but closer to the back. So it really, you know, so it's, it's one of those things, you know? So like, I don't know. I, trailers have definitely become a problem as of late. Like it was nice. I got, I didn't watch the second knives out trailer like on my TV or on my phone, I actually waited before I got to see it in the theater, which was a really cool experience. Cause like, that's one of my most anticipated movies for the rest of this year. And I got to see the knives out trailer on the big screen for the first time, which was really cool. But like that's also being accompanied by, you know, six other trailers before I can fucking watch the movie. And then I got to tell, then I got to watch an AMC thing telling, you know, talk about how the glow of your device is distracting and that doesn't matter to anybody who's watching it. It doesn't stop anyone from fucking getting on their phones. I still see people pulling out their phones and the glow of their device. It doesn't fucking matter. Like all theaters need to have the fucking like, you know, two strikes and you're out rule. They all need to do it. I agree. We've talked about this before. Man. Yeah. Get fucking ushers in there and have them fucking tell people to knock it off. Oh, they do it for like the pre-screenings. Like when I went to Bumblebee, they had yeah. a guy in there that looked like he was fucking part of like the Secret Service and shit. Same for us with uh, Booksmart. There you he go. He was standing there the whole time with like his like hands folded and that's like a really threatening standing position. You know, you're like, okay, yeah. I won't do it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. What, I don't think anything will happen with that you know like yeah it used to be i would like the imax movies cost this is like before a list the imax is more expensive but it was almost to the point where i was willing to pay for the imax solely because they were only playing one or two trailers before the movie in the imax showings yeah but even that now isn't like sacred ground even the imax movies now is 30 to 40 minutes of trailers yeah um and then IMAX now, they have their own kind of like event trailers that they want to show you. 
Which yeah, you, yeah, I've seen all that kind of stuff too. You know, like of course, like the Tenet trailer was shown like before IMAX stuff, and like this last. Okay, when I went and saw Ad Astra, like before that, they showed like the new Rise of Skywalker featurette, which. Do we consider that the second trailer? Like, I don't think we're considering. I mean, they're that. not calling it that. Yeah, but they're calling it a special look. It was a special yeah, look. Right, second trailer. So the special look was actually shown before my viewing of Ad Astra in IMAX. So, yeah. Um, bah, 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 bah. Uh, let's, let's see here. I've got news about uh, Terminator Dark Fate, and this news comes from CheatSheet.com. Uh, there was a convention in Burbank called the Son of Monster Palooza, and it had a Terminator 2 reunion panel with cast members and special effects artists looking back on the film. At the end of the panel, host Matt Winston, the son of artist Stan Winston, invited makeup designer Bill Corso up to speak about Dark Fate. Corso had one new piece of information for Terminator fans about the timeline of Terminator Dark Fate. Uh, he says that uh, Terminator Dark Fate goes literally all the way back to Terminator 2. Tim Miller said in an interview with Entertainment Weekly that Terminator Dark Fate would deal directly with the consequences of Terminator 2. Not only did Sarah Connor and John Connor defeat the T-1000, but they also blew up Cyberdyne systems to prevent them from ever making Terminators. Terminator Dark Fate director Tim Miller, um, he basically promised to address how they are making new Terminators in this sixth film, which is actually, they're trying to consider it the third film because it takes place right after the events of T2. And Corso said, our, be- our movie begins right after T2, so I highly suggest everybody in this room run to the theater. Do not miss this movie. We've heard about Edward Furlong showing up in this movie. I think that when this movie starts, it's going to start with, it's, it's going to be the events that happen like, and I could be wrong, but I, the events that happen right after we see Arnold with the thumb up going down into the molten steel that would make sense with everything we know about it, just kind of ignoring everything else. Yeah. All I do know about that is the fact that, like, they threw the original chip and the original arm into... The molten oven, the mol- molten... The yeah. molten steel. But the thing that they... Arnold had his arm ripped off in one of the gears, and that's just... That's still in the factory. How big of a role do you think um, Edward uh, Furlong's character is going to be in this movie, Brian? Because the more I think about it, I don't think he's going to be in there so lot, right? No, I don't, of course not. So I'm thinking maybe they pick up maybe moments after that or maybe a year after that? Uh, uh, maybe, I don't think it starts after the... Um, the, the thumbs up. I think we're, we're, it's what we're going to do—a a small time jump, maybe a year after that. I characters are at. I'm go- I'm going to side with the guy that's kind of like involved in the production. This this okay. this Bill Corso guy who says our movie begins right after T two. Okay. So I'm going to side with him over your guess 
of a year later. Like, I think, I literally think, like, they are going to go for that nostalgia factor, and we're going to get to see what happens, like, right after. Moments after that beloved movie ends. And we're still going to be, we might still be in that factory. And we're going to get to see what happens, like, right after that. Like, that makes sense to me. Yeah, it makes sense to me, too. It, it's the easiest way to, like, cut all the fat of all the stuff they don't even want to deal with anymore. Okay. I, I could be wrong. Like, you could be right. They could do a year time jump. But it, it makes just, sense. It makes sense to me to show audiences something that they're familiar with. And we're all familiar with the end of that Terminator 2 movie ending in that factory. And to pick up right where that movie ends, they're still in that factory, and we get to see the events unfold and why and, – and, and have those – and basically watch what happens right after that and figure out this movie – basically Tim Miller's telling us that this movie – has to explain dark fate has to explain it's integral for dark fate to explain how they're still able to produce terminators after terminator 2 it has to be explained all i'm saying all i can guess is the fact that in terminator 2 there's a scene where the t-1000 and arnold are fighting and arnold's arm gets ripped off by one of the gears that arm is never thrown into the steel. It's left into the factory. If there's anything left from the future in the past, that future can always still happen. And I know it's not the CPU chip, and I know it's not the original arm, but there's still a link. No, but you're right, because they threw the original arm from Terminator 1 into the um, the pit. Right. Into Terminator 2. So. But in that final battle in T2, right. the other Terminator loses his arm in one of the gears. And as far as I know, like that is never thrown into the pit. So, so you're saying that's the link to the, to the past, I guess. That's right? all I got. Maybe? That's all I got. Okay. Yeah, of course. That, that's all I got. I don't, I don't know if there's any other links or any other ways for them to... But you know, I, I'm I I think that uh, I think it would be smart for them to pick up right where that movie ends. I would like to see that. Um, so we shall see. I'm still looking forward to the movie. Um, I'm anxious and I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about uh, Dark Fate. I'm hoping that it's going to be the Terminator movie that kind of rejuvenates this franchise and doesn't kill it. Uh, we're getting a Saved by the Bell reboot. Uh, this news comes from Entertainment uh, Online. Entertain- E.T. Online. Uh, NBC revealed their own streaming service called Peacock. And we're going <laughs> to be getting uh, a terrible name. Awful. But we're going to be getting a uh, Saved by the Bell reboot starring uh, Elizabeth Berkley and Mario Lopez. And so basically, right now, this article goes to say, this means that as of now, Zach Morris, Screech, 
Lisa Turtle and Kelly Kapowski aren't going to be part of the show. And I guess what was the, Oh, I read, I read something about this article doesn't have it. The, the, the plot of it is Zach Morris is the governor of California and he's instituted a rule where some of the, um, low income families get a chance to send their kids to some of these like high income type schools, you know, like, like Bayside. Yeah. Yeah. I read that. I read this somewhere too. Right. So like, that's going to be kind of like the premise of this reboot, but Zach Morris doesn't show up in the series at all is what I'm also hearing. Because Mark Paul, That's what I've read too. Mark Paul Gossler was he, well, he wasn't even aware of the reboot, and he was talking to Variety, and he said, "I read it in the trades, just like everybody else this morning." Honestly, I was never approached. I woke up to the news this morning with a kind of "huh" response, and then he also talked about how it might be as simple as network rivalry, um, kind of like. Uh, you know, an ABC Disney project and, and, uh, NBC might not want to give one of its stars airtime on their new streaming contribution. Um, so I don't know. It's, I, I'm mixed on this one. I mean, I, why love, even do it if you're not going to get the whole cast kind of, well, you're never going to, yeah. I don't, you're never going to get the whole cast, Jake. You're never going to get the whole cast at this point with Dustin Diamond and all the stuff that he's pulled in the past with, with the people like he, he wrote a book. He wrote a book about all of his castmates, right? And then, like, they turned yeah. that into a movie, and it didn't cast them in a good light. And he's also stabbed a guy at a bar who was talking to his girlfriend or something, some story. Like, you're not going to get Dustin Diamond. Like, we're not going to get Screech. Like, if that happens, I'll be amazed. Like, I'll eat crow. That's fine. But, like, if, if we get a, if, if, if Screech shows up in this series, I will be fucking amazed if D- Dustin Diamond makes an appearance in this. I, I feel like he has just, like, torched his fucking career with yeah, decisions that he's made. So, I mean, it makes sense. I did a 90210. Re, you know, not the reboot, but the reimagining that it did on Fox. Why not do that for this series? I don't. It, I, I don't think that Saved by the Bell was never even Saved by the Bell was. It, it was more geared to, towards. They were both geared towards teens, but Saved by the Bell was always always that like Saturday morning kind of like teen show. Like I think nine hundred two one zero was a little bit was always a little bit more serious. I, I don't... I agree. They're completely two different things. And I know that some of the actors did cross over. Like, you know, Tiffany Amber Thiessen ended up on 90210. But they're, they're two completely different things. Like, I I don't want to see, like, like, Saved by the Bell go all serious and go all meta with it. 
I don't know if this needs to be made. I think like the Jimmy Fallon sketch that they did a few years ago back in like 2016 or whenever it was, was, was good enough for me. I thought it was funny. I, I just, I don't know if. Yeah, you're probably right. I got excited when I first saw these articles, but yeah, I've kind of waffled like you have. And the more Mm -hmm. I thought about it, it, what I've heard about the plot sounds stupid. Yeah. I don't, I don't really care if it's just kind of a half-ass Frankenstein version of the cast. I don't need this. Yeah, I don't need it either. Yeah. Oh, whatever, whatever. Uh, Ray, it sounded like you were excited about it, man. If it was going to be like a nine two one zero thing, like they did re- the reimagining thing, that does it sound like more, that though? It does, does it sound like that from like what I said? Like no, it's not, and that's why I'm not excited about this. Um, yeah, it's you know it, you know what's even more interesting to me than this the Peacock service you mentioned for NBC. This is supposed to bring subscribers? No, Peacock service. I think like what what's going to be there? I mean, they're going to have. The Office. They're going to have Parks and Recreation. They're going to have 30 okay. Rock. They're going to have Brooklyn Nine-Nine. They're going to have Downton Abbey. They're going to have Will and Grace. They're going to have the new Battlestar Galactica reboot. They're going to have... Yeah. Uh, th- I mean, that's what's going to bring people there. I think this is just kind of like an extra thing for people to get... They're going to have the Punky Brewster, you know, uh, reboot. So I... I did hear about that, Yes. If they can get that office um, reunion thing happening, they'll get some subscribers. Yeah, like that'll yes. happen. If they throw money at that, that'll happen. So um, it's NBC Universal is going to be able to have – they're going to have their own content. I mean NBC Universal, like Jake, like if you go to NBC Universal, you can watch all the Fast and Furious movies there eventually. You know, like th- they're going to have mm-hmm. – they're going to have content. But – Oh, God, I'm not looking forward to the – these streaming wars are going to be insane. This is going to be insane. Hopefully the uh, the biggest thing of the war is, everyone, let's try to have the lowest price. Yeah, thank you. I, what do you think? you think Netflix will lower the price eventually? I think Netflix will have – to stay competitive, Netflix will have to lower their price. I think it's just gotten too outrageous. Especially, I mean, they are the highest price streaming service, and I think it's going to come a time where it may not seem like they should be. What about how much is Quibi going to cost? Yeah, I would say two bucks a month, five bucks a month, most like somewhere in that two to five range. They just fucking signed. What is it? They signed uh, Kiefer Sutherland to do a. Oh, Kiefer Sutherland's going to be doing like a, a major IP for them. I want to say like oh, I saw this too. I want to say like the, the was it? I want to say like the fugitive. Like he's that, in it. that is right. That is right. Yeah. Like Quibi, they got Antoine Fuqua. They got like I'm like Spielberg. This, yeah, Spielberg. Yeah. Like this is Sam Raimi's doing Sam Raimi. Like, this was a joke to me. This was yeah. a joke to me, and like, and I, I was, I was kind of like. Like Rebecca was kind of like the only one kind of like waving this quibby flag and saying like this service could work. And I was just like, ah, this ain't going to work. And like now I'm just like, I think Rebecca was right. I think Rebecca, she saw like, she saw like what they were doing with this. And I think that, and then I think she saw that other people would, 
other creators would want to be involved in like this kind of like storytelling. And I thought that this was just uh, a gimmick. Like this would not work. And like here we're seeing, I think that other creators are definitely wanting to tell these types of short forms stories because <laughs> we're seeing names pop up like like you like we've just mentioned it's it's this is crazy like is this going to be two bucks a month makes sense to me are they going to be dropping episodes weekly daily how is this going to work i, I want to know more about this service and i want to yeah i'm very curious i need a free trial and they better yes. have, yeah, they better have a lot of content available. Ray, don't act like you're interested in a service that offers short films. Yeah, exactly. You don't even have time for eight minutes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude, can you imagine Ray watching porn? <laughs> I did the full episode. I did the full movies, you know? They're like, can't fucking deal with this fucking two-minute shit. You, that, you, you are one smug son of a bitch. This whole You're just, episode. You're just teasing me right now. No, you are, you are so smug. You're killing me. Did you guys hear about that? Uh, this is news from Screen Rant. Uh, did you guys hear about uh, Sony Pictures Entertainment CEO Tony Vincicera recently told Variety during a profile on Princess Bride producer Norman Lear that, quote, very famous people whose names I won't use want to redo the Princess Bride. Naturally, this is... Oh, yeah, this blew up the internet. Yeah, it did. Um, After some began speculating that the filmmaking duo of Phil Lord and Chris Miller might be the people Lear mentions, Miller even went on Twitter to deny responsibility. Chris Miller tweeted, For the record, not us. Love the movie. It still holds up as the greatest meta story to put to film. Also, the way you know it's not us is the use of the phrase, very famous. So... I love the self-deprecation there from Chris Miller. But um, uh, Princess Bride reboot, are we ready for that? Uh, I yeah, I don't know. and that, That's probably something that never should be done. I think I agree with the masses on this one. one of the, I don't want to see it. I mean, I think we, the, the original is fine. I mean, why, why do we need a reboot of this movie? Well, some some of the I heard a interesting take on this, um, where instead of uh, you know, it would now be Fred Savage telling the story to his child. Yeah, I still don't want that. Yeah, with Deadpool already like made fun of that enough that we don't need that. That's true. And that's what I thought about was Deadpool just now. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think the first one is just fine. There's certain movies that shouldn't be remade. It's like a period piece in a way too, like where it still is timeless. It's not like you watch it and think about how old it is when you watch it now, you know? Well, the thing is, it's like, uh, you know, like, uh, who are you going to get? Who are you going to recast as you know the you know Andre the Giant? You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna yeah. have to. Uh, what are you going to do? You're going to get the guy that you're going to have to use special effects at this point because you're not going to find a guy that's seven foot four, seven foot five that weighs four hundred some pounds to be able to fucking do yeah, that with role. the comedic timing that Andre had. Right, no doubt, it's not going to happen. Like you're going to have to. 
use special effects, you're going to have to put David Harbour in some kind of like, you know, CGI effects. And like now we've got David Harbour playing that role. It's just, uh, or, uh, I don't know. It, it, it just, it wouldn't work. Carrie Ellis was perfect in that role. Billy, I mean, Billy Crystal was fantastic for the short time that he was on screen. I mean, I love, I, there's certain movies that shouldn't be remade. And like, I would, Spaceballs, like why the fuck would you remake Spaceballs? Like that will never happen. Then why, why remake fucking Princess Bride? Like why would you, you would never remake Spaceballs. Yeah, I agree. If you're going to do anything, you're going to make just a straight-up sequel or prequel to it. Yeah, exactly. a lot of the cast members, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're going to use, like, a prequel, and then you're going to use elements from, like, the Star Wars prequels. Or you're going to use, you know, elements from, like, The Force Awakens and elements from, you know, The Last Jedi and this upcoming film. You're not going to... And I don't think we... We don't want that anyway with uh, John Candy, not with us anymore, so... And Joan Rivers, for that matter. So yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I've always thought the prequel thing would be fun, though. Yeah, I, I get. I don't need it at this point. I'll just watch Spaceballs, and I'll just watch the Princess Bride, the original. I don't need fucking. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just me. I don't need a fucking Princess Bride reboot. That's silly. The, it is. The first one's so great. It's like I don't I don't ever want like a Goonies reboot or uh Oh god if they rebooted Goonies I don't yeah it wouldn't feel the same, you know? Well, I don't think like Steven Spielberg, I don't think Steven Spielberg would go for it. Like as long as Steven Spielberg is alive, we're not going to get a Goonies reboot. As long as Robert Zemeckis is still with us, we're not going to get a Back to the Future reboot. Like I, I don't think those things are going to happen. I agree. I do think like I, I think that we will get a Back to the Future reboot, but Jake, me and you will probably be long dead before that happens. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It, it's yeah. too juicy to not eventually say, okay, we're doing that again. Yeah. I, like, can you imagine, like, somebody trying to reboot, like, fucking, like, Gone with the Wind? Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. Um, Casablanca is what came to my mind. Yeah, Casablanca, I guess there are, yeah. There are those classics that people don't touch, but I don't know, man. It's interesting. It's not like you're going to do Citizen Kane the reboot. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just. It's one of. The, it's just like you never fucking know, though, man. Sometimes someone goes, you know what? I'm going to make Psycho again, shot for shot, the same way it was the mm-hmm. first time. Yeah, it'll happen, guys. That's all I got this week. I have no Marvel news. I have no DC news, and the only Star Wars news was basically John Favreau talking about how he'd like to do a Star Wars holiday special. Oh, so. that's hilarious. Yeah, I saw that too. Well, that's cool. Yeah, man, this episode, I got super hungry this last half hour, so I'm kind of I'm kind of grateful for uh, the no Marvel, no DC, no Star Wars. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to put this one to bed, too. <laughs> let's, put yeah. it out, let's put it out the past year. Let's end this episode can, and have some actual fun. I can actually end this early. We can go, I can watch that, uh, the go. Battle of Big Rock, right? You can go, you can go fuck yourself, Ray. How about that? <laughs> How about how about you take your fist and shove it straight up your anus? How about you do that for uh, eight minutes, huh? Spend eight <laughs> minutes doing that. I can, I can fist 
some homework to get you, bro. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Finish. You didn't even start it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I can, I can start that work you gave me. <laughs> yeah. You were just a, you were a bucket of fun, weren't you, Ray? I All right. Again for the, uh, you know, the, 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 not watching that, Brian. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've heard that, Ray. I've heard that over and over and over again. Over and over again. So, yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Ray, for joining us on this uh, very special episode. Thank you, Ray. Yeah. Everybody loves Raymond. And just like all good leftovers say on the doggy bags, thank you for your patronage. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya. Later, y'all. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a walk rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Could it toss it? Could it taste it? Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are originally good. I've already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the poor kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and take it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture, push over pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftover. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftover. Sure only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers.